You're listening to Middle Tennessee Blue Raider Baseball on the Blue Raider Sports Network. Today's game is presented by Lewis Bakeries, bakers of Bunny, Sunbeam, Healthy Life, and Lewis Bake Shop Reds. And Ascension St. Thomas, official hospital partner of MTSU. Let's go to the stadium. There are two games, 35 runs have been played between these two. Game one was way back on Friday night. Middle Tennessee took that game 10-8. After putting up a four spot in the first, gave three back in the same, four more back in the second. Auburn got close late and actually out hit Middle Tennessee 13-10, but it was Middle taking it by two. And then the game that just wrapped up, there was no game on Saturday, so we're going to play two today. And the game we're about to play will be seven innings, but the game that just wrapped up, three hours and 25 minutes, 10-7 Auburn, but Middle Tennessee's valiant comeback, much to be respected. Uh, it was enjoyable to watch because it looked to be all Auburn. They put up a seven spot in the first, added three in the third, and that's when Middle Tennessee just systematically went to work trying to come from behind and scored seven unanswered. But the uh, shutdown back in and closer, Burkhalter, was really all he was billed to be, and he has not allowed a walk now in, I want to say it's uh, just over 10 innings, and he has struck out. 16 against no walks in his relief appearances. He was really good. So that sets us up now for yet another chilly game if you're sitting in the higher grandstands or a radio broadcast booth here at Plainsman Park in Auburn, Alabama. Did reach a high of 55. There is no threat of rain. More on the game day weather here in just a moment. But uh, it's an opportunity to take the series. A rubber match game three. Series deciding game three between Auburn and Middle Tennessee. And our hopes right here was to be able to give you a scoreboard update. And as you would expect, screens all of a sudden just decide they don't want to play along. T1Baseball.com is uh, a great, great source. We're going to try to get these scoreboards. There they come. Because Western Kentucky was trying to get back in against Illinois early. That game has gone final in game one of a doubleheader. The Illini beats Western Kentucky 9-4. Florida Atlantic takes care of Sacred Heart down in Florida, 11-1. Some of the other scoreboard updates was Oklahoma takes UTSA 8-3. Oklahoma won the first game, 10-5. Middle Tennessee, Auburn, we just wrapped. Old Dominion, they run away from Stony Brook. Old Dominion wins 18-6. Top of the 16th inning. That's correct, 16 innings so far. Jacksonville and FIU are tied at four. Top of the seventh, uh, Rice hanging tough. They trail Texas Tech 7-4. Texas Tech ranked 17th in America. La Tech looking to uh, sweep Houston Baptist 6-0. Dallas Baptist 9-4 the score against Southern Miss. So a lot of folks going to be playing doubleheaders today. Uh, Top of the ninth, you got UAB up 6-3 over Belmont in Birmingham. And then uh, coming up after the other game ends, uh, Western Kentucky, Illinois will try to put a wrap on their day as well. And then uh, a night game. Whenever UTSA and Oklahoma wrap up, they'll be trying to round out their series as well. And canceled just doesn't like chances to get any more baseball in between Marshall and Merrimack. That's a look at your scoreboard. It's presented by Daily News Journal. Read all about the Blue Raider sports in the Daily News Journal. The DNJ is Rutherford County's first source for news sports and much more. An opportunity for both programs to take this series, the final non-conference tune-up, Middle Tennessee, will it be Auburn? Coming up, your starting lineups, the injury report, a full look at your game day weather as well. It's meeting number 22 all time. Auburn picking up the win. 
moments ago. Has now taken 16 all-time with Middle Tennessee picking up the win on Friday. Have won five. That takes us to our first break as we count you down between Auburn and Middle Tennessee. This is the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. The Murfreesboro Post is Rutherford County's sports leader. No one covers high school sports like the Post. Now you can receive the Murfreesboro Post delivered by mail each week to your home for only $20 a year. Sign up at MurfreesboroPost.com and click subscribe and we will get your delivery of the Murfreesboro Post started. That's MurfreesboroPost.com for delivery of the Murfreesboro Post. Any way you slice it, your game day won't be complete without soft, delicious bunny bread and bunny buns, an official corporate partner of Blue Raider Athletics. Whether you're watching with friends, cheering in the stands, or tuning in at home, count on Bunny to help strike out hunger and give you energy. So pick up some bunny buns and bunny bread today. It's sure to be a home run. That's what I said. Las Casas Drugs is a proud sponsor of Blue Raider Athletics, located at 4702 Las Casas Pike, just minutes from Murfreesboro. Las Casas Drugs strives to provide all of your pharmaceutical needs in that hometown atmosphere you deserve. Family-owned and operated, Las Casas Drugs offers free delivery, immunizations, drive through window, gift shop, merchandise, and medication management programs. Come by and see how we can make a difference. And go Blue Raiders! Hey, Blue Raider fans, this is Brad Hopkins with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb & Associates. Winning in real estate is a lot like football. Good coaching and recruiting a great team are the keys. I put together a team of lenders, inspectors, and home professionals to help you succeed. Let me coach you through this process and make sure you come out a winner. Whether you're looking to buy, sell, or invest, I am here to help you win. Visit bradhopkinshomes.com or call 615-556-9239 to find out more. Hear that? That's the plumpest, juiciest hot dogs you've ever seen getting their grill on. But we both know it'll make it sound even better. Oh yeah, it's a Pepsi to go with your hot dog. Because when you're chomping on America's favorite meal, relish, mustard, and onions perfectly blending into a crescendo of flavor, there's only one thing that makes everything about that moment better. A cold, refreshing Pepsi. See what I mean? It's like music to my ears. Hot dogs. Better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Will Fraley, attorney at law, has experience you can count on. Former Blue Raider baseball player and MTSU alum Will Fraley serves Murfreesboro and the surrounding communities. Put a strong and experienced legal fighter on your case. Give Will Fraley a call and he can handle all of your legal matters, including criminal and domestic or family law. Visit willfraleylaw.com or call 615-410-7290. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS. Welcome back to the ballpark in uh, Auburn, Alabama. Series deciding game three. It's time now for the day's starting lineups presented by Ascend Federal Credit Union, the exclusive credit unit of Blue Raider Athletics. Visit one of our 27 Middle Tennessee locations, including four in Murfreesboro. Find out more at ascend.org. Ascend is insured by NCUA. Here's the starting lineups for Middle Tennessee. The batting average, by the way, is inching up now, 2-5-1. 
The on-base percentage, 336. There's still not enough walks. Fausto Lopez is going to lead off the shortstop. JT Mabry at second. Brett Coker at third. Mason Spears is going to back clean up the catcher. Nathan Sanders out in left. Bryson Thomas, the first baseman. He's going to be over at first base again. He had one hit and went one for five in game one today, game two of the series. Tatsunori Nagishi is going to be out in right field. He had one AB and single in inning number eight last game. Jackson Galloway had one at bat. He'll be the DH in the eight hole. What an only at bat he had in inning number eight. He was the first one to come in and face Nate LaRue for Auburn out of the pen and a solo home run. He crushed one over that big green monster wall out in left for his first career Middle Tennessee home run. Rounding out the nine is Luke Vincent out in center field. Jaden Hamm is going to get his first start, sixth appearance. Two and one record, a 4.09 ERA for Hamm, but opponent batting average is very good, 1.89. Over 11 innings pitch, seven hits, six runs, only five earned, with 12 strikeouts, five walks. So there's a look at the Cullioka, Tennessee native, six foot one sophomore Whitey, Jaden Ham, for the five and 10 Blue Raiders of Middle Tennessee. Again, game one, it was Middle Tennessee 10-8 on Friday. Just moments ago, 10-7, Auburn takes it in a nine inning middle game. This next one's gonna go seven, 13-3 now the record for Auburn. And here's the starting lineups for the Tigers. A 308 hitting ball club. 17 home runs, two Friday, but none in game two. Blake Ramos again will be at third. Kaysen Howell, who's hitting 571 for the weekend, will be out in center field. Left fielder will be Ryan Dial. Sonny Deshara, the DH. I don't know what they were holding him back for. 615 on base percentage. 11 walks to only four strikeouts for this slugger. Five home runs, a team best. 472 average with a 1083 slug. My goodness, he'll be a tough out. Bryson Ware's out in right. Brody Moore, who has driven in five over the weekend, will be at short. Aaron Farquhar, the second baseman. Cam Hill will be at first. And for the second straight game, the catcher for Auburn will be Jake Wyant. Fourth straight start for the pitcher, Trace Bright. 94-mile-per-hour nasty curve, and he can go long. He can really eat up some innings, and he has a 2-0 record. Fourth straight start with no ERA. 17 innings and has not given up an earned run. 17 innings for Bright. Six hits, one run, unearned, 19 strikeouts, five walks. The opponent batting average, 109. Of the six hits, he has not given up an extra base hit. It's one thing to keep everything inside the park after 17. It's the next level to not give up an extra base hit. He does have one wild pitch. That's probably the only drawback to his performance so far on the year. Trace Bright. It's going to give you the hometown. And now when I look at list and I'm trying to find one number, I can't find it. So there you go. Uh, Trace Bright, the starting pitcher today for Auburn. Today's injury report is brought to you by the law offices of John Day, Murfreesboro's personal injury law firm and a proud sponsor of the Blue Raiders. The injuries, none since Blue, uh, the Blue Raiders have been in Auburn. There was some uh, fire, friendly fire, a screaming foul ball into the dugout, first base side Friday night. Uh, a young man took one to the neck area, but he was all smiles and uh, laughing by the time he got back to the team hotel, in fact, after the game. 
Uh, one not on the trip due to sickness, another with some family matters and issues uh, that obviously take top priority over the uh, baseball series here in Auburn, Alabama. So that's a look at your injury report. We'll move you closer to game time. Introduce you to the umpires and more when we come back. Counting you down. First pitch for the series finale. Who's going to take the weekend? We'll find out shortly. It's Middle Tennessee versus Auburn, and this is the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Middle Tennessee Electric proudly supports the MTSU Blue Raiders, and we're proud to power the school board lights at Reese Smith Jr. Field. When it comes to the electric service in the community, you can always trust MTE to do what's best for our members. We serve by providing affordable, reliable, safe electricity and outstanding member service. Here at MTE, we serve to make life better for our members and their communities. Visit www.mtemc.com to learn more. And that scoreboard, light it up, Blue Raiders. Our employees at Purity Dairy are proud to be true blue supporters of Middle Tennessee athletics and their student-athletes. At Purity Dairy, we aim to be the most trusted source of wholesome, delicious dairy products for every occasion. We never forget how fortunate we are to be invited into your home, and we earn our place by holding ourselves to the highest standards. With over 100 products available in Tennessee, Alabama, and Kentucky, visit your local retailer for Purity Milk, ice cream, and more. Got my nachos, got my big TV, and my favorite chair. It's game time. But you know, the only thing that would make it a little better is if I could listen to my local broadcasters while watching the game. Oh, hello. You must have wished for your game to be synced with TV and radio. I sure did. Do you have a DVR? You bet. Do you have a streaming device? <laughs> yeah. Blammo. Your game is now synced. It's that easy. Oh, boy. To see if you can get synced, head to SyncMyGame.com from Learfield. SyncMyGame.com? SyncMyGame.com. It's a new season. Get ready for more men's and women's college sports excellence. Trophies will be awarded in June to schools who take the top spot in the 2021-22 Learfield Directors Cup. The premier award recognizes one winning institution in all competitive divisions. Follow your favorite team's progress as seasonal standings are announced at L Directors Cup on Twitter and online at directorscup.org. The crowning achievement in college athletics. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. Game day weather for game three. First game was at 47 degrees. Much better here for the series finale, 56 degrees. Winds are out of the northeast, but very calm. I mean, no more than two miles per hour. Some clouds starting to move into Lee County just east of Montgomery, so skies are fair, but mostly sunshine as it's been most of the day. And taking a look at the radar back to the west, absolutely no threat of rain today. It's a gorgeous day on this part of the state of Alabama. Late innings, it should start to drop as we approach sundown. Of course, that's going to be delayed a bit. Hope everybody had a good spring forward on your clocks. The umpires for the finale, Brian Hill, will be at home plate. Dexter Kelly will rotate around to first. C.J. Burdett now is the second base umpire. Eric Gauthier, who was the home plate umpire last game, has moved over to third. No change in the uniforms. Middle Tennessee just says we're going to get it out. Same hat, same jerseys, black with the white numbers, the white pant with the blue pinstripe, the camo hat with the American flag interwoven into the Middle Tennessee baseball logo. Auburn does change the blouses. 
They've gone with a white jersey, pinstripe on the white pant. No, they've changed. Yeah, still the white pant with the blue pinstripe. White jerseys with Auburn on the left chest. Pinstripe to match. Blue hats with the Auburn orange logo trimmed in the white and the gray baseball cleats. Middle Tennessee in the first base side dugout to our right. Scouting the pitchers for you. Trace Bright, 94 mile per hour, nasty curve. Can go long, this is his fourth start. Staff ERA now is a 2-4-1. Sixth appearance, first start, Jaden Ham with the 409 ERA. And opponent batting average of 189. Umpires are just now coming from their locker room down at right field. And we're going to have the meeting with our skippers. Butch Thompson comes out to the circle. Seventh season, 192 and 145. He's coming up on 200 wins as the Auburn head coach. Jim Toman in his fourth year, 54 and 86. It will be the Middle Tennessee Bats up first, 251 batting average. Now with 14 home runs. Middle Tennessee, hot bats as far as extra bases in the last game. Really nothing uh, to be ashamed of. That was a good day hitting overall. 13 hits, seven runs. May have left more stranded than they would have liked. Eight for the game. Auburn, the 10 runs, 12 hits, left seven on base. And Middle Tennessee went home a lot, courtesy of Old South Properties, Tennessee's favorite home. Builder and official home builder of MTSU is the season's home run sponsor. And it was a two-run homer from Mason Spears. Nathan Sanders in the five-hole had one. And Jackson Galloway in his first home run as a Blue Raider, belted one in the eighth. Plate meeting's over, just about ready to have first pitch. They may go through a starting lineup introduction yet again. And I think we are. So I'm assuming no national anthem for this game. Coming up on the Middle Tennessee schedule. A ton of games on the road. Almost one extra that wasn't played. That was midweek, last week, Tuesday, in Tuscaloosa. The game was canceled against Alabama. Other than that, the only home game this season for Middle Tennessee since starting the season February 18th was March 1st against Lipscomb. A home loss, 3-0. This coming Tuesday, finally a home game. Austin P. the Governors will be in. That'll be a 6 o'clock first pitch back in Murfreesboro, and then a weekend home series to kick off Conference USA. Old Dominion. Planning on attending, how about the 18th? That's a Friday night, 6 o'clock. Saturday will be a 3 o'clock. Sunday, 11 a.m. for first pitch against Old Dominion. After that, it's five more on the road. Austin P. the return trip. Tennessee Tech on either side of a conference series down in Birmingham against the UAB Blazers. 
starting pitcher, Trace Bright, is out on the mound now for Auburn. They're letting what they call, there we go. I wanted you to hear that. Uh, it's pretty cool. They have a uh, kid captain of the game, and he, they allow him to, to go on microphone and announce to the crowd it's time to play ball. Pretty nice. J.D. Byers behind the plate filling in with basketball now finally coming to close for Middle Tennessee. You'll get your normal cruise back, but I hope you're enjoying our action. It's been fun to announce. Uh, the last game was a loss, but there was never any surrender in Middle Tennessee, scoring seven unanswered to take it all the way to the end. Fausto Lopez, the shortstop. Does not have a hit this weekend. He has walked four times. Struck out twice in the last game, once in Friday's game one. Trace Bright looks really good. Comes straight over the top. Nothing fancy, but does have a 12-6 breaking ball. And that one was at 92. He will touch 94. And our first and third base coaches are in place, and here comes Fausto Lopez. Who will take the weekend? The rubber match will go seven innings. Trace Bright, no ERA. 17 innings without an earned run, 19 strikeouts, five walks. Opponents hit one of nine. First pitch misses, ball one. Next one does, slider at the knee, one one. Little shrug of the shoulders. Back up the middle. That ball will get through. First hit of the weekend on cue for Foster Lopez. He'll take that back across second base and roll it for the leadoff single to get the game going. Brings up JT Mabry. Mabry, uh, Mabry two hits in the last game, a double and a single. Hit by a pitch as well in his last plate appearance. That was in the eighth. Righty to lefty is the matchup. I'm sorry, righty to righty is your matchup. He'll step in, dig in, take for a strike, nothing in one. Auburn's infield, second and short, double play depth. Not quite halfway up in the dirt. They reline the field, it looks magnificent. Change up to the inside, misses 1-1. One, one. We uh, kind of described Plainsman Park to you back in game one. It's artificial all the way around, foul pole to foul pole behind the plate, and slightly into fair territory as you get beyond the bags and the dirt. But the circle, the running lines, the infield, everything is dirt or grass. A high infield pop-up towards short. More for Auburn, settles under, makes the grab on a very sun-filled day, and there's one away. 
Bringing up Brent Coker, the third baseman. Brent Coker, one hit in the earlier game. That came in the seventh inning. Was hitless Friday night in the 10-8 victory. Again, righty to righty. Swing and a miss. No rush from Trace Bright. He's playing very slow pace. Out of the stretch with a runner at first. Pick throw at first, not in time. Fausto Lopez begins the game with a single up the middle. Mabry popped it short, one out. Runner on, Coker at the plate. As the catcher leans over to the outside, mitts more over the middle of the plate, runner takes off. Swing and a miss. Here's the throw, got him. So Lopez on the years now, one for one on stolen bases, and the bases are empty with two outs. Coker also way behind, nothing to do at the plate. Mason Spears on deck for the Blue Raiders. Cuts it foul. Rolling up the first baseline, fair. He'll turn and make the tag. Pitcher covers it, gets Coker to end the inning. So a ground out back to the pitcher if you're scoring. One hit, no runs, nobody left on, no errors. Lopez later the single, caught stealing, and that's where we are as we head to the bottom of the first. Blake Rambus set to lead off for Auburn. This is the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Hey, Blue Raider fans, this is Tim Page with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Are you on the fence about selling your home? Feel overwhelmed at the thought of purchasing a new home? Well, it's time to get moving. For professional, personal real estate services, give me a call today and put me to work for you. 615-896-5656, or you can reach me at ExitMurfreesboro.com. Let's go, Blue, and I'll see you at the game. Today's game is brought to you in part by proud partners of Blue Raider Athletics, Grannis & Associates, certified public accountants. They provide a full range of tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping services for both business and individual needs. That's Grannis & Associates. Give them a call at 615-895-1040 or visit Grannis & Associates online at gcpas.com. The Blue Raiders play here. News Radio WTNS. Thirteen to three, Auburn. Seven in the order, batting over three hundred. Blake Rambus will lead off. Cason Howell on deck. He's hitting five seventy-one for the weekend. My goodness. 
Middle Tennessee attempts a stolen base, comes up empty. 14 of 19, Auburn has not attempted the stolen base at all this weekend. Say the seven hitting over 300, it's a 308 hitting club. 17 homers, two Friday, none in the game earlier today. Middle Tennessee better on the airs this weekend. One, which was Friday. Now fielding 950, but 28 errors on the season. Jaden Ham, first start, how will he fare? Two and one record, 409 ERA. Batters only hit 189 on him. Downstairs, slider misses. Ham in the 90s. First offering 91 miles per hour. Hard hit at short. Lopez field, pumps once. Having to dig it out, but in time was Thomas. And the 6-3 put out retires Rambish. Kaysen Howe was three for four in the last game, including a double. Drove in a run on a sack fly. Downstairs, Ham comes right over the top. Showing butt, but pulled it back for a strike, called 1-1. The outfield slotting just a tad over towards the right against Howell. Howell hitting 379. Twenty-two hits. He's got something of all of it. Six doubles, a triple, and a home run. Three sack flies. This one at third. Out next to his body, Coker in time, right at the chest of Thomas. Second out of the first. So this first inning starting out much better defensively. Middle Tennessee allowing seven runs in the first of the last game. And starting pitcher Swan did not get out, only lasted a third. The game earlier today, he allowed seven runs, three while he was out of the game. Gave up six hits. Here's Ryan Dial. He homered Friday. At Lopez, nice stop. One hopper, <laughs> had a little bow in it. How about a three up, three down inning? Nothing out of the infield. A ground to short to end it by Dial. Well struck, but a good stop by Fausto Lopez. Through one, no score, no hits, no runs for Auburn. Nobody left on, no errors. This is the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Nothing is more expensive than a missed opportunity that could have changed your life. Maybe you're just graduating high school or are working and need to earn a degree to advance your career. Or you aspire to be a leader and a graduate degree can make that happen. Whether you're just starting out or retooling for the future, Middle Tennessee State University can help you get there. MTSU, the University of Opportunities. The Murfreesboro Post is Rutherford County's sports leader. No one covers high school sports like the Post. Now you can receive the Murfreesboro Post delivered by mail each week to your home for only $20 a year. Sign up at MurfreesboroPost.com and click subscribe and we will get your delivery of the Murfreesboro Post started. 
That's MurfreesboroPost.com for delivery of the Murfreesboro Post. News Radio WGNS, the flagship station for Blue Raider Sports. Mason Spears about to make his first plate appearance in the series finale. He's had a good weekend. Three singles, a double, and a two-run homer. He put a shot out over right center in the game earlier today. So Spears now with two home runs this season and a pair of doubles. Most of his extra base hits coming this weekend. 11 hits, he'll face Trace Bright, who also faced the minimum the first, but did give up a hit to Foster Lopez. Lopez, a leadoff single, got caught stealing. Both teams using their defense early, no strikeouts. Spears, a 379 hitter for MTSU. And we'll have a Roddy Roddy matchup to begin the second. No score. Lifts it, and it comes straight back foul. He reached at that on a first offering that was down on the outside half. Right side of the infield comes up on him. High, 1-1. So both pitchers in the low 90s to begin their start in the weekend game three. Here's the kick, out of one. Pounded out to center field. Back it up is Howell, going all the way to the wall. Caught at the track. Thought that had a chance. Spears will fly out to center, just shy of his second home run on the weekend. Here comes Nathan Sanders. If that gets out, that's the first unrun of the season against Trace Bright. Change up away early from a lefty. Sanders, the first lefty for Bright to face in the Middle Tennessee order, the left fielder. Ahead, one ball, no strikes. Pitch comes. He'll foul it off, 1-1. But Bright here in the second. Don't want to jinx it, but was playing faster. Five and a half hour, and a half hour drive back home for the student athletes, coaches, etc. for Middle Tennessee. Upstairs. Now back ahead in the count goes Sanders. 2-1. And he's ramped up to 93 miles per hour for Bright. His fourth start of the year. Middle Tennessee's hand making his first start in his sixth appearance. Here's the righty to lefty. Pitch high, gave a little curve to it. Chest high over the plate, it's 3-1. Bryson Thomas taking some hard swings out in the on-deck circle. Swing and a miss, that's a good pitch. Full count on Sanders. In. Well, that missed out over the tips of the white baseball cleats, and Sanders, a one-out walk, is on board. Trace Bright's first walk issue today, six of the season for the ace. Bryson Thomas, the first baseman, 389, 400 with runners on. Looking to add to his five ribbies. 
His only double of the season came Friday night. Out in deep left center. Swing and a miss. That ball was already past him. Just missed time on the swing because it was down at 84. Back foot right square middle of the rubber for Bright. He'll turn and throw it first. Fouled straight back by Thomas. Bryce and Thomas, Spring Hill, Tennessee, just south of Nashville. Spring Hill High School. Runner on, one out, runner at first for Middle Tennessee. Second and short, double play depth here in the second for Auburn. Roddy to Roddy. Ooh, up and in. Near the grip as Thomas moved the handle away. JT Mabry took one in the grip on the hands, awarded a base in the game that just wrapped up. Outfield's back playing straight away against Thomas. Punched out, one, two, caught looking as Thomas for the second out. Bryce's first K of the game. Tatsunori Nagishi, the Middle Tennessee right fielder now comes up. One at bat and singled in the eighth. That was against reliever Nate LaRue. High foul to the left. Nagishi's 217. And that hit he had in late innings as a pinch hitter takes him to double digits. Ten for him. But only one walk against ten strikeouts. Into the starting lineup for the first time over the weekend. And he'll be out in right field defensively. Ball bounces, gets away from the catcher, rolls back. And almost a chance to go to third is Nathan Sanders. He earned a one-out walk. Now he's at second with two outs. The Auburn defense does have a change. Dial, Howell, and Ware stay in the outfield. Left to right, Rambush at third, Moore, Farquhar. Garrett Farquhar is the new second baseman. Hill stays in there at first, and Wyatt for the second straight game is the catcher. He was not Friday night. Breaking ball was about chin high over the strike zone. 2-1, Nagishi ahead of Trace Bryant. Working from the stretch. Ball gets away again. Bryce misses inside, and now a runner at third. So Bryce came into this game over his first three starts with only one wild pitch. He has two in the second inning of start number four, three for the year. 
Can middle with two outs, score from third. Tatsunori Nagishi trying to avoid leaving a runner 90 feet away stranded. He is choked up on the bat. There's an inch and a half below the bottom hand. That's blooping over to the shortstop. He'll back up, make the grab, and the threat's over. Lopez, I'm sorry, Moore was there. No hits, no runs, one left on, no errors, one and a half play. Batters four, five, and six coming up for Auburn when we come back. Sonny DeShera makes his first plate appearance on the weekend. This is the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Las Casas Drugs is a proud sponsor of Blue Raider Athletics, located at 4702 Las Casas Pike, just minutes from Murfreesboro. Las Casas Drugs strives to provide all of your pharmaceutical needs in that hometown atmosphere you deserve. Family-owned and operated, Las Casas Drugs offers free delivery, immunizations, drive-through window, gift shop, merchandise, and medication management programs. Come by and see how we can make a difference. And go Blue Raiders! Middle Tennessee Electric proudly supports the MTSU Blue Raiders. And we're proud to power the school board lights at Reese Smith Jr. Field. When it comes to the electric service in the community, you can always trust MTE to do what's best for our members. We serve by providing affordable, reliable, safe electricity and outstanding member service. Here at MTE, we serve to make life better for our members and their communities. Visit www.mtemc.com to learn more. And that scoreboard, light it up, Blue Raiders. You're listening to NTSU Sports on WGNS. Hammer turning to the mound for Middle Tennessee. One scoreless inning in the books for him. Now with 12 strikeouts, five walks, first start of the year. Sonny DeShera leads off. Sonny Deshara, big dude, 472. And his walk-up music really gets the fans involved. Five home runs. Takes outside ball one. 1083 slugging. Has earned 11 walks against only four strikeouts with a 615 on base percentage. He's out of Hoover, Alabama, senior. Takes here for a strike at the knee. Didn't like the call. Felt the slider was underneath. Goes with the Babe Ruth. Knees, stockings underneath, down to the ankle. Pulls it, and is going to go as an infield single. Deshara will not be able to say often that he beats an infield single. But it was a slow roller up the grass. Third baseman Coker attacks and thought it may go foul. It just never did. Deshara, by the way, is 6'1", 263 pounds, a transfer from Sanford. Bryson Ware, the right fielder. 333 hitter, takes for a strike. Same progression start for Ham. Goes with a slider to get a called strike. Seven in the order, batting over three. One over 400 for the Auburn Tigers offensively. Infield now backs up. Not assuming, even though there's a runner at first, no outs, that 
Deshar would necessarily try a stolen base. Auburn's not attempted the stolen base this weekend. Third base side of the rubber, out of the stretch. Another hopper. There's one at second. The long throw was not in time. Fielder's choice for Ware. But Middle Tennessee gets the lead out at second. In time to Deshara. Fielded nicely by Lopez. Here brings Brody Moore, who's driven in five this weekend to the plate for Auburn, the shortstop. to Roddy is the Blue Raiders pitcher him checks first now throws that way and diving back in is Ware. Ware's not been caught this year he's three for three on stolen bases and had a big lead off the first base back. Ham keeps him honest once let's see if he goes again the second baseman Mabry has to lean in in case he covers. That was a good looking curveball and maybe down a tad early. One ball, no strikes to the Auburn right-hander. Spears rises just a little bit from his catcher stance. Maybe it's a signal to the lead at first. A pick throw not in time. The infield for middle. Even against Dorati is rotating around to first. There is a lot of room between short and third with a right-hander at the plate. Late swing, 92 mile per hour. Jadenham fastball is high and foul back. Ham's ERA has dipped into the threes now, 3-6-5. One and a third scoreless. Gave up a leadoff single, and Deshara was thrown out at second. The runner is now Ware at first. Righty at the plate for Auburn, righty on deck. Foul back to two, your count. Been a beautiful day as far as the blue skies, sunshine, a lot of stuff starting to bloom. There is a high pollen count down on the plains. So they like and know and study a lot of that stuff in agriculture, heavily based school. Breaking ball high. Had some nice 12 6 drop to it. Tough to locate that against Brody Moore, not the biggest in stature for Auburn. Full count. And a throw to first. Ware 
Ware takes his lead at first. Here's the pitch inside. Missed. Almost got the thigh, but it was a 3-2. And a walk for Moore. Ham is allowed a hit and a walk now, both in the second. And there's two on, one out for the Auburn Tigers. Garrett Farquhar. 238, but does hit 364 with runners on. Five hits, four ribbies. Five hits, he's got a double and a home run in that. Inside, may back him off a bit. He hits for power. Farquhar pinch hit Friday night. One for one on a run scored. He'll take high to move ahead 2-0. Catcher's low. Bloop single. No man's land left center. They put the brakes on at third. Bases loaded, Auburn one out. Second hit of the frame, second in game three, and he hit it off the handle. It's just one of those freakish that almost if there's a category for an unearned hit. Auburn played it seven in the first inning. Last game earlier today, which was the middle game of the series, and only won 10-7. Middle Tennessee trying to prevent the same catastrophe in the second inning of the series finale rubber match. So now Bryson Ware is 90 feet away. The nearest runner with bases loaded. Pop foul, this may be playable. No, Wynn pushes it into the fans about four rows up and Coker not able to find the territory. An infield pop up, strikeout or a double play. With a one out, Cam Hill up to the plate would just love to deliver a sack fly. He's not had the best series. Curveball and no call. Cam Hill is two for seven for the weekend. Both his hits came in his first two at-bats of the weekend, Friday night. Bangs one out. There it is. A two-hopper to center, one-run score, still bases loaded. Jake Wyatt. Will come to the plate, the catcher. Wyatt, one for three, an RBI and a run. His RBI was on a bases loaded walk in the first in the game earlier today. Here's the pitch. Breaking ball, there's a strike. Ham's breaking ball, not a true 12 6. It's got a little bend. Kind of 11 5. 
seven, depending on which side of the clock. Same pitch, same result, called strike. It's pretty. 0-2. one nothing Auburn, bottom of the second. Auburn out hitting Middle Tennessee 3-1, make it 4-1. Over Lopez's head at short, and another RBI single. And everybody's just replacing base runners here, and it's kind of getting almost elementary for Auburn in these early innings on these Sunday games. Back to the top of the order. Rambush granted a short in the first. Seventh batter to the frame, uh, to the plate rather, in the second for the Auburn Tigers. Through the right side. That may score two. Third base coach late putting the brakes on, sends him back. He was rounding third hard. And it's the third straight RBI single. Nice job of Rambush spraying it oppo through first and second. Three-nothing Auburn, still bases loaded, still one out. Pitching coach out for middle. Some pitchers, a lot of them with jacket ons are in the bullpen down just beyond the right field wall, but nobody throwing. Conference is over. Carter Edge. He's a catcher starting to warm up down there with the, the bands. Fouled straight back by Howell. Kaysen Howell's having a good weekend. Game three, though, is 0 for 1. Granted a third. First time up, 373 hitter, 435 runners in scoring position. Rips that one fouled. It's now 0-2. Howell came on strong. He's out of Argyle, Texas, and did not have a hit in the first three games of the year for Auburn. High level. One, two. Jaden Hammond, his first start, sixth appearance of the year. He's missed chest high that time. And it's two balls, two strikes. Three-nothing Auburn. Bottom of the second. And Auburn has had bases loaded. For the last three straight batters, everyone just changing and moving up one position on a series of four straight singles. Foul backwards. Still 
Ham looks in, strides. His breaking ball is hit, but it's fouled back and over the press tower. Ham from the stretch, hand and glove extended from the mid-abdomen and then backs off for a second, as does Casey Howell. Swing and a miss. Fanned him. Ham's first strikeout of the day. Now we'll look for the final out against the ninth Tiger to the plate in the second, Ryan Dial, who grounded a short first time up. Roddy to lefty. Breaking ball, outside edge, painted it. Strike call, 0-1. Still bases loaded Auburn. Tigers leading the Blue Raiders 3-0, but two outs as we work in the bottom of the third. And already back out on deck is the big guy, Deshara. Deshara led the game with a single at third. Dribbled it halfway there, and the big man got on base. Was thrown out on a fielder's choice. Breaking ball for strike two. Nice pitch. When Ham's comfortable, confident, he's on, and you may see him get better as innings go. And some pitchers are like that. Settled in despite having bases loaded. Perhaps it's now clicking. A little high that time of the breaking ball. Brought it right down the middle of the plate, too. If that's down, that may still be in the air. Swing and a miss. Got him to dip low at that. Strikes out the final two. Five hits, three runs. Three left aboard and bases loaded. After two, it's Auburn three. Middle Tennessee nothing. Batters 8-9-1 ready to come to the dish for the Blue Raiders. Jackson Galloway, who had his first career home run of the last game, is the DH, and he'll lead off after this. This is the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. At Ascension St. Thomas, Care is more than a word. Care is serving our patients, standing with them in times of need, and showing compassion when they're at their most vulnerable. Care is listening and delivering personalized plans from a team of specialists, providing leading edge treatments at every step. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. It's our calling. Make your next appointment at getsthealthcare.com. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. 
Blue Raiders play here. WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. Lightning's locker room powered by textbook brokers, the place to get your Blue Raider gear. See the selection online at mtsugear.com or at their Greenland location drive-thru. Lightning's locker room, the official game day provider, powered by textbook brokers. Let's pause here for station identification on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. The flagship station for Blue Raider sports. News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. The Blue Raiders play here. 45 minutes into the game, and we slide now to the third. We were just talking about Ham, who struck out in the final two, but did give up three runs off five hits, all earned in the last. He had a six-pitch first, 34-pitch second. He's at 40. Here's Trace Bright. Misses, ball one, 92 miles per hour. Bright was 28 pitches through two. He's on the bump now as we're in the third. Slider down and away. Two balls, no strikes to Jackson Galloway. And for perspective, out and left, the corner is pretty close. It's 315. Check swing on the strike zone. However, at the base, it's 315, but it goes up a 32-foot wall. Green, monster-esque. And then that wall continues to the 335 mark and stays that same height. Galloway cleared it at almost its deepest mark before it angles back into left center. And that doesn't happen often at Plainsman Park. So Galloway crushed his first career homer. Back up the middle, just behind the legs of Bright. And it's a leadoff single, and Galloway's two for two today. One for one in this game, one for one in the last. Sit that right back where it came. Luke Benson, the center fielder. Has not just been crazy hot with a bat. He did single his last time up in the fifth. But Luke Vinson's final out defensive play Friday night, right when Auburn was getting hot, was the best play I've seen this weekend. It was a shallow shot to center, and Vinson just said, I'm going to get that. And he came galloping up from his center field position and scooped and snow coned it. They reviewed it, upheld it. It was a really nice play. And it was a 10-8 victory in game one for the Blue Raiders. Series even now win a piece outside. Two balls, no strikes. Almost the same final score, 10-7. Auburn takes game two and did that after jumping out in front 10-0 early. And it was seven unanswered by Middle Tennessee. The pitch fouled back, 2-1. Middle Tennessee, runner at first, no outs. Tying run on deck, who happens to be Fausto Lopez. That's just one of the two Middle Tennessee hits here in game three. Luke Vincent here, ahead 2-1. Stands very tall, bends the knee as the pitch comes. Line shot at second, and a double play. Tossed it right back in at first. Galloway left early, thought that was going to get over the second baseman's head, and now there's two gone bases empty. So a line double play, 4-3, unassisted in second. 
Fausto Lopez, a single up the middle, but caught stealing in the first. Auburn still up 3-0. Top of the third, leaked inside, ball one. Groove that one in and no swing. 86, slightly off center, inside half to Lopez and didn't go. One ball, one strike. They look at first, he says no swing. Good news for Lopez, he's ahead 2-1. The Brooklyn, New York native. Six righties, three lefties in the order for Jim Toman's Blue Raiders. Here's the full wind, dribbling to the right side, fielded by the first baseman. Underhands back to the pitcher. 3-1 put out and the inning's over. One hit, no runs. Bases left empty, no errors. Lopez will ground to the first baseman, and we've played two and a half. Auburn's Sonny Deshera, the big guy, leads off for the second time. Four, five, and six coming up for Auburn. It is the Tigers on top of MTSU, 3-0. This is the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Today's game is brought to you in part by proud partners of Blue Raider Athletics, Grannison Associates, certified public accountants. They provide a full range of tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping services for both business and individual needs. That's Grannison Associates. Give them a call at 615-895-1040 or visit Grannison Associates online at gcpas.com. Got my nachos, got my big TV, and my favorite chair. It's game time. But you know, the only thing that would make it a little better is if I could listen to my local broadcasters while watching the game. Hello. You must have wished for your game to be synced with TV and radio. I sure did. Do you have a DVR? You bet. Do you have a streaming device? Yeah. Blammo. Your game is now synced. It's that easy. Oh, boy. To see if you can get synced, head to SyncMyGame.com from Learfield. SyncMyGame.com? SyncMyGame.com. The flagship station for Blue Raider Sports, WGNS. Jaden Ham back on the bump. Had some trouble there in the second. Gave up the three runs off five hits, but struck out the last two he faced. First Vision Bank is a proud partner of MTSU Athletics and the official strikeout partner this season. Don't strike out on your banking services. First Vision Bank, providing more power to your business. This guy's got power. Comes up to the Italian music, Sonny DeShara. Coming off a single at third. Some double break to that, kind of screwball-esque. Ham's got a wicked pitch he'll go to to righties. Locates that for the called strike, outside edge. He'll deal, wind, same pitch. This time called off the plate. 1-1. One, one. Ooh, way outside. That hopped over. Woo. Uh, Ham's been so good, but obviously 
having base runners behind you is one thing. Facing maybe the best slugger in the SEC at the plate, something else as well. That can get between the ears. And that ball gets passed. It's going to be a four-pitch walk, though. So Deshara earns his 12th walk of the season for Auburn. It is on base for the second time. Righty to righty again. The share at first for the Tigers. They lead 3-0 over Middle Tennessee, bottom of the fourth. I'm sorry, bottom of the third. Seven inning game, looking ahead. Ware, 327 hitter. Reached on a fielder's choice. Went on to score in the second. Driven in by Cam Hill down in the eight hole. Foot right on the middle of the rubber. Lifted deep in the air, going towards center field. Backing up, Vincent makes the grab. DeShera has to go back to first. That was well struck, but still comes up about 10 feet short of the track. Brody Moore, five ribbies this weekend. No official at bat in game three. He walked into second and scored. Second was not a good inning. Three runs, five hits. However, Auburn did leave bases loaded. They've now left the three on base for the game. One for middle. The pitch down in the dirt. Middle Tennessee left eight on base in the last game, five Friday night. And the series even at one win apiece. J.D. Byers behind the plate. Glad you're with us in Auburn, Alabama. Swing and a miss. Came through really early. Ham looks like he's about to just throw a heater past you. And it's cranked down to 81 miles per hour instead of 93. Infield all playing back. One on, one out. Not a stolen base threat at first. Trying to frame that back in with Spears. Applaud the effort, but that pitch was about three baseball wits off the plate. Ooh, Moore almost took one on the upper left hip. He's walked more than he has struck out. Going into conference play, that's a good statistic to have. 16 hits, 11 walks, 8 Ks, and still hitting 302. That's also out to center. Backpedaling quickly, Vincent. Sets his back foot, makes the grab by his right shoulder, and the right handy, you know, the collected for the putout. Two gone. Garrett Farquhar singled to left center. Good directional hitter for the Auburn Tigers. Second time through to face Ham in his first start as a Blue Raider. And Auburn with the runner at first, two outs, slider too low, and it's 1-0. 
Pitch comes. Pop tie of the year. Backpedaling is Mabry. All his. Way on the outfield grass. No hits, no runs. Deshara, a leadoff walk, never moved off first, no errors. Three now played, and it's 3-0 Auburn. As we move to the fourth, JT Mabry in the two-hole will lead off for Middle Tennessee when we return. This is the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Nacho chip, with its perfect cheese to sour cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi, and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. What do you think of when you hear community, integrity, commitment, tradition, and partners? The folks at Sodexo know it's family, friends, neighbors, and coworkers. The people we live with, work with, share our world with, and the fans we love to serve. Sodexo is community. It's a community of more than 200 employees and nonprofit volunteers and the thousands of fans we serve at MTSU. Sodexo is a community of people who are committed to enhancing your game day experience. Sodexo, proud server of your game day concession needs and proud to serve the Blue Raiders. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS. Auburn's Trace Bright, the start. Three scoreless innings, two hits, no runs. Middle Tennessee's threatened, but not yet to scratch a run across. And the Blue Raiders trail 3 0. Bright, 1K, 1 walk. It's been pretty close to having his. Superb zero ERA messed up by some deep, well-struck balls. Jackson Galloway had a really good one. That one's fouled back, and it's 0-1. JT Mabry popped a short first time up in this game. Single and a double earlier today in the middle game of the weekend. Here's the pitch. Right side. That's going to be in fair territory. Out to right. Going to have to hold that up to a single. Getting over was Nagishi to cut it off. I'm sorry, Ware to cut it off. Nice way to start the inning. It's the third of four innings that Middle Tennessee has gotten the lead off the board, and it's all been with base hit singles, but yet to score a run. This was the inning in the game earlier today where Middle Tennessee went to work down 10-0. Had a two-run fourth, three-run sixth, and then one each in the seventh and eighth, and only lost by three after falling behind 10-0 and giving up a seven-run first. Diving back in under the throw at first is Mabry in time. Mabry is two for two on stolen bases this season. Pitch downstairs, two balls, no strikes. Three-nothing is the score. Auburn on top in the Sunday rubber match. And a called strike goes to 2-1. Still a batter's count for Coker. Brett Coker. 
Middles, third baseman. Fourth at bat of game two, singled to left field. Change up insides off the plate. Three balls and a strike. How many guys in the pen are available for Auburn? They used four guys, three relievers Friday night. Deep right fly ball. Coming over in time, though. Where in the right place. He doesn't get the scout right. That probably drops for a base hit. Two gone. Correction, one gone. Fly ball to right field brings up Mason Spears. So I was talking about how many pitchers used tonight or over the weekend. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight in the game that just wrapped up for Auburn and the fourth Friday night. The scout on brightest. A guy who could eat up a lot of innings in a start. talking with our broadcast counterpart, Andy Burcham, before the game, actually before game one of today, which was the middle game, talking about the doubleheader, and he said when Bright comes in, assuming he'll go, is yes, he throws 94, but his curve is really nasty. And that's what gives him success, being a four-pitch guy with a good curve, to see guys, you know, four and five times even through the order. Auburn's out hitting middle 5-3. Middle Tennessee at the play, trailing 3-0. Ball's pounded out towards right center. It's heading towards the wall. That ball is going to get into the gap. Waving in a run all the way from first. Rounding comes JT Mabry. He got there safely. It was a whale of a throw from the outfield. Just not able to apply the tag was Wyatt. And it's going to be an RBI double. Even though it was a long throw, he was definitely going to get to second. And let's make sure they score that correctly. Yes, Spears will double to right center and get credit for the RBIs. Mabry scratches across for the first Blue Raider run of game three, and he scores 3-2 in the top of the fourth. What a nice piece of hitting by Spears. He's in the cleanup four hole. He started game two, three for three before striking out his last two times up. He went single, two run blast and a single. And I just wondered how many pitchers they had left and now the whole dugout's going to the bullpen. Burkhalder's one of them. Burkhalter closed down the last game. We may see him again. Lefty Brooks Fuller, senior six foot three from right here in Auburn, also one of the pitchers going down to the Auburn bullpen. Burkhalter shut it down, two scoreless innings. Struck out two, no walks, no hits, no runs of the last game. As far as a all SEC closer, don't be surprised if he's not the guy. A .84 ERA, 15 strikeouts, no walks, or 10 and two-thirds. Trace Bright. A strikeout and a walk, one run earned, just now crossing the plate off four hits through three and a third. 
And a strike delivered to one of three lefties used today in game three, Nathan Sanders. Pitches inside. Wyatt, the Auburn catcher, trying to keep that runner at second with one out. Mason Spears, RBI double, drives in Mabry. So Spears at second with one gone. Sanders walked back in the second, the first time he faces Bright. Working from the stretch. Catcher leans outside. Looked across the corner. Good news from Middle Tennessee. That was called off the plate. Two balls and a strike. One away. He kicked and then circled off looking towards second. Spears will take a few steps back. Nobody was sneaking in behind him. Outfield all playing dead away against Sanders. Sanders 3-12, 5-56 with runners in scoring position. Already in double digits with 11 RBIs. Swing and a miss. Inside fastball at 93, and that was smoking. You heard it hit the mitt. Sanders two for five, including a two-run homer in the last game. Added an RBI single in the seventh in that come from behind that came up just short to force a series deciding game three. A seven-inning game, that's where we are now. Top of the fourth. Foul to the left. J.D. Byers filling in, and hope you're enjoying the game. I promise it'll go uphill from here because you won't have any more. <laughs> but I've enjoyed doing it. Right leans in, fouled deep and left again in the air out of the ballpark. Just noticing the uh, parking deck. The parking deck to the left, the uh, fans who are getting free baseball today, they've gone up to the top and tailgated. They do that at Vanderbilt, but not nearly as close to the action as this parking deck, which is just beyond. If you went from home plate out to the left field foul pole and took a left, you could almost throw them a baseball from there. About a four-story parking deck facility. Here's the pitch, high and away, full count. Nice at bat, Sanders really working hard. No easy out for Trace Bright by any means, the Auburn pitcher. Tying run at the plate in the top of the fourth, 3-1, Middle Tennessee trailing. They have not led today in games two or three. Outside, and he walked in, two on. And one out brings up Bryson Thomas. The go-ahead run. Auburn got a three-run second. Trace Bright just allowing his second walk of the day. His seventh of the season. 
Thomas, a 368 hit for power guy. Seven hits, five ribbies, a double and a home run. And that was one he was trying to send to Columbus, Georgia. Hard swing and a miss and an upstairs fastball. And it's 0-1 to the big first baseman. Second and short, double play depth for the Auburn Tigers defensively. Third, just inside the bag and slightly behind it. Tad high, and we're even at 1-1 to Bryson Thomas. The Spring Hill, Tennessee native who hits 429, runners in scoring position, and he's up here, runners first and second. Ooh, nice save by the catcher, Wyatt. Had to lean over across his body. It was in the right side batter's box. The big leather mitt on his left hand with the wrist heavily taped, and he had to reach across his body to get it. Bright will try to reset here. He's behind 2-1. Thomas had a three RBI double Friday night. Hard swing and a miss. He knew it was high, but he overswung, even though it was just below his belt. And it's 2-2. Instead of a three RBI double, he's looking for a three RBI homer. And he's just one mistake. inch between the bottom of the bat and his pinky on his lower hand. Catcher leans to the outside half. Fouled. A pitcher Friday night. A lefty worked two sliders back in at him. He laid off the first and the second one working at the barrel of the bat. He bounced it off the wall. In a bases loaded situation, he cleared him and ended up at second himself. Here's the pitch. Breaking ball, loops over the strike zone. Full count to big Bryson Thomas. The 3-2, that's laid down for a single, shallow center. And the break's put on, it's bases loaded, one out. And now an opportunity for at least a sack fly. Tatsunori Nagishi popped up at short. Can't let that happen here. Golden opportunity to score with nowhere to put the Middle Tennessee right fielder. Really good piece of hitting. Thomas would not go away. Tatsunori Nagishi is a 213 hitter, but is a thousand with bases loaded and 333 runners in scoring position. He was playing off the plate. And I think the pitcher Bright recognized it. And just gave a breaking ball on the black edge outside half for a call strike. Knew he could work ahead here. 
3-1 Middle Tennessee trails, but have bases loaded. Top of the fourth. That ball hit deep. No chance for it. That's going to get in the alley. It's going to go to the wall. Here comes one. Mabry scratches across earlier, followed by Spears, and here comes Sanders. A two RBI double for Nagishi. And we're tied at three. Wow, Nagishi just didn't look really intimidating standing there. He's not the biggest body, but he just got the barrel into it and hit it right where it needed to go off the button. Now Jackson Galloway, who can absolutely hit for power, has two runners in scoring position, still with one out. Three runs apiece, top of the fourth. Galloway singled up the middle, and this is the second time he's facing Bright here in the series finale. Righty to right. Thomas the lead runner. Foul back and over. Nagishi at second. Galloway from the eight hole. Had one at bat last game. Pitched hit. I'm sorry, he was in the starting lineup as the DH and had the solo home run when he let off the eighth. Catcher leans. Comes back to the middle, but the slider's low. One ball, one strike on Galloway. Galloway, Kansas City, Missouri. Six foot two. And the sophomore trying to put Middle Tennessee ahead for the first time on this Sunday in either game two or three. One of each, one out. Pitch on the way. Bows it back. That was right where he wanted it. Just got a tad under it. So Middle Tennessee now ahead in the hits. Six to five, have tied the game at three. Auburn three runs off five hits, have left four on base, including bases loaded in the second. Top of the fourth. Out of the stretch, foul back. Galloway's eyes are locked in. He's making good contact. He is not that far away from squaring one up. Trace Bright, kind of a tough time at his start, maybe slowing his progression for the bullpen to warm up some. Swing and a miss. Picked his spot well, went inside, and Galloway fanned at it. Trace Bright, only a second strikeout. Now Luke Vincent, who lined into a double play, 4-3 earlier, unassisted at second. But the lefty faced the righty. Now, I mean, he squared one up, just happened to hit it the wrong place. Right at the second baseman, Farquhar. Tied at three, two in scoring position. Now two outs for the Middle Tennessee Bats. Tipped foul, got a piece. A changeup working away from the lefty Vincent, and the center fielder will dig back in behind nothing and one. 204 hitter, not much difference with two outs, and dips with runners in scoring position 167. Looking for his 11th hit. 
Late swing fouled. Vincent singled earlier. Friday night went 0 for 4 and struck out twice. Swing and a miss and the inning's over. So Bryce, after giving up four hits and three runs in the fourth, gets two strikeouts to end the frame. But hey, Middle Tennessee has tied the ball game. Three runs apiece at the top of the fourth through three and a half. It's Auburn. Bringing batters 8, 9, and 1 to the plate. Cam Hill will lead off when we return to Auburn, Alabama. Who takes the series? We're in game three, middle innings of a seven-inning affair. This is the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. It's a new season. Get ready for more men's and women's college sports excellence. Trophies will be awarded in June to schools who take the top spot in the 2021-22 Learfield Directors Cup. The premier award recognizes one winning institution in all competitive divisions. Follow your favorite team's progress as seasonal standings are announced at L Directors Cup on Twitter and online at directorscup.org. The crowning achievement in college athletics. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. Well, both pitchers can sympathize. They both had 34 pitch innings. Trace Bright just had one for Auburn. Jaden Ham down low on a slider. And it's 1 0 to Cam Hill. He's coming off an RBI single to center field. He drove in the first run of the game. That was that three inning second for Auburn. He'll cut this one foul to the left and over. Jaden Ham had a six pitch first, 34 to get out of the second, allowing three runs off five hits, 15 pitches in the third. Next pitch will be a 60th. And considering it's his first start with his five previous being from the pen, not really sure about his pitch count. 2-1, off speed, 3-1. Ham has walked two, struck out two. That ball's popped high, drifting towards left field in the alley and shielding the sun away. Good job out there by Sanders for the first out of the bottom of the fourth. Jake Wyatt is the Auburn catcher. Single RBI out of center field that made it 2-0 Auburn in the second. They just kept having bases loaded, bases loaded. It was driving a run, everybody move up a base. Kind of like the first inning of game two when Auburn scored seven in that frame. Fastball high at 89 miles per hour. 
Home half of the fourth. Knotted at three. Catcher's got all the way down to the ground. Wow. Best pitch I've seen thrown. And called a miss. Came out of the mitt, called a strike, 2-1. Tapping the top of the bat on the ground and re-entering the box one step at a time is Wyatt, the catcher. And he'll foul that to the right to go to 2-2. Nobody on one out for Auburn. After Wyatt, back to the top of the order. And a one-for-two Blake Rambush, who's coming off an RBI single. Bounced away, nobody on, still looking for it. Spears found it up the first base running path. Ready to go again. Wyatt 273, this has popped up, maybe playable. Spears the catcher. Tosses his headgear down and makes the play. Calmly didn't overrun it. Settles in for the second out. Wyatt's retired. Rambush shot one through the right side last time up. Single, drove in a run. He's one for two in this game. Rambush, the two out number and average are two one thousandths apart. 357 and 359, and slugging 500. And puts one through the left side. Lopez not able to make the stop. Knocks it down, but holds it to a single. So a two-out hit. Rambush is now two for three, bringing up Kaysen Howell, who's 0 for two. Calling a single at short. Belted to the left side for Rambush. Howell had a really good middle game of the series, including a double. He went single, RBI sack fly, single, double, and then struck out last time up. Highly forgivable. Slider for the miss at 89-1-0. Howell had a triple and scored in the fourth in the Friday game one. Spears leans to the outside, riding to right in the matchup. Pitch came to the inside. Two balls, no strikes. Jaden Ham trying to keep it. A 3-3 game. And I think the catcher, Spears, just wanting to reemphasize the magnitude and remind everybody that Auburn had a good two-out rally in the last game. Don't let it happen here. Top to bottom of the order, Auburn is very stout in game three, bringing seven, batting 300 or better to the plate for the series finale.
Back into the box. Here comes Howell. Howell from Argyle, Texas. Woo! They get him? They say yes. Just grazed the hip. He spun towards the umpire, so he did try to avoid the contact. And now there's two on. Auburn trying to break up a deadlock with two outs. 3-3 game, Ryan Dial steps up. Third time through against Ham. And I think when you let some sluggers see it for the third time and your three pitches, you, all, you gotta go to the pin regardless. That's what's gonna happen here. And into the game comes Peyton Wigington. Wigington came from the pen Friday night in game one, had been a starter. Wigington tossed the final inning Friday night, but Auburn hit him and did it pretty well. One inning, three runs earned off three hits. He did have a strikeout, no walks against the six batters he's faced, but that's very uncharacteristic versus one of the best pitchers in Conference USA historically. He's been around that program a while. Before we break away on a pitching change, let's give you the final number as Ham does get credit for three and two-thirds. It was six hits, three runs. He leaves two on his responsibility. Finished with two strikeouts, a pair of walks. He faced 20 in his final pitch count on this Sunday. He's going to be 70. Peyton Wigington's numbers with the pitching change. We're at the bottom of the four, tied at three. This is the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Any way you slice it, your game day won't be complete without soft, delicious bunny bread and bunny buns, an official corporate partner of Blue Raider Athletics. Whether you're watching with friends, cheering in the stands, or tuning in at home, count on Bunny to help strike out hunger and give you energy. So pick up some bunny buns and bunny bread today. It's sure to be a home run. That's what I said. Will Fraley, attorney at law, has experience you can count on. Former Blue Raider baseball player and MTSU alum Will Fraley serves Murfreesboro and the surrounding communities. Put a strong and experienced legal fighter on your case. Give Will Fraley a call and he can handle all of your legal matters, including criminal and domestic or family law. Visit willfraleylaw.com or call 615-410-7290. Play here, News Radio WGNS. Veteran around the Middle Tennessee program, Peyton Wigginton. One of the handful, four, maybe five, who were holdovers when Jim Tillman took over four years ago. Peyton Wigginton, while the opponent batting average is 312, he's not walked anybody. 20 strikeouts, no walks, 21 and two thirds with a 374 ERA. And a one and two record. The lefty. Fires his cutter and got the corner for a strike. That's what he brings to the table is that ability to lower his slot, give you a completely different look. 
than the pitcher who just left the game. Very mature. Wigington, six foot four. Same pitch, swinging a miss this time. Dial nowhere close to it. He inherits two runners on in a tie game. Home half of the fourth to see who takes the weekend, and it's a seven-inning game. So it looks like he may be coming in early. Not necessarily. Tip foul caught. So a strikeout to get the final out and leave two runners stranded. It was one hit, no runs, two left on, no errors, and through four. Wigington gets the shutdown out he needed. We're tied at three, heading to the fifth. This is the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. The Murfreesboro Post is Rutherford County's sports leader. No one covers high school sports like the Post. Now you can receive the Murfreesboro Post delivered by mail each week to your home for only $20 a year. Sign up at MurfreesboroPost.com and click subscribe and we will get your delivery of the Murfreesboro Post started. That's MurfreesboroPost.com for delivery of the Murfreesboro Post. Hear that? That's the plumpest, juiciest hot dogs you've ever seen getting their grill on. But we both know what'll make it sound even better. Oh yeah, it's a Pepsi to go with your hot dog. Because when you're chomping on America's favorite meal, relish, mustard, and onions perfectly blending into a crescendo of flavor, there's only one thing that makes everything about that moment better. A cold, refreshing Pepsi. See what I mean? It's like music to my ears. Hot dogs. Better with Pepsi. That's what I like. News Radio WGNS, the flagship station for Blue Raider Sports. Man, Peyton Wigington, exactly what Middle Tennessee and the Blue Raider doctors needed was a first vision bank strikeout. Proud partner of MTSU Athletics and the official strikeout partner of the season. And you don't need to strike out on your banking services either. First vision bank providing more power to your business. Trace Bright. Game three starter, back out for Auburn. Four innings, six hits, three runs all earned, and they all came in the last inning. Runs driven in by Mason Spears and a two RBI double by Nagishu. And we'll go to the fifth, knotted up. Lopez leads off. Blue Raiders at the top of the order, and it's fouled straight back. Lopez singled up the middle his first time up and then grounded to first for the final out of the third. Takes downstairs, one of each. Bryce, who came in without an ERA, is now, now one two nine. This is hit, pulled, dribbled on the ground, and fouled. Left of the bag at third. Mabry on deck, coming off a single. J.D. Byers with you in Auburn, Alabama, as the shadows now start to cast Onto the field from the first base grandstands. Reaching and sending it foul to the right over towards Donahue Drive. Reaches high. It's probably one he could have taken. That was chest high against Lopez. Would have even the count at 2-2. Now it's a ball and two strikes on the straight back foul. 
Lopez 4-23 when he leads off. 11 walks, 10 strikeouts, 17 hits as he eases back in from the left side. High pop to the right. Giving chase is Farquhar, called off by Ware from right field. As a batter now, the ball is coming in from sunlight and will arrive about halfway to home plate with shade. Changes tracking the ball a little bit different. And the shadows are all the way down to the foul pole and right to home plate. Got a piece of it, nothing in one. Mabry led off the fourth with a single and scored. One for two here in game three. Double and a single in the game earlier today. The kick, ooh, very hittable, late swing. Mabry looking at an 0-2 count in this 3-3 game, top of the fifth. The pitch is coming fast. They got him, check swing. He definitely came around for the second out. Mabry down swinging. Bright records his third strikeout. And now here comes Middle Tennessee's Brett Coker. He's grounded to the pitcher and flown out to right field. High towards right. Grab made on the run towards the foul line by Bryson Ware and facing the minimum is Bright in the fifth. No hits, no runs, no one left on, no errors. Four and a half of the books. Bottom half of the fifth coming up. Sonny Deshara, the big guy, gets to lead off for the third time from the four hole for the Auburn Tigers. 3-3 your score. This is the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Today's game is brought to you in part by proud partners of Blue Raider Athletics, Granison Associates, certified public accountants. They provide a full range of tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping services for both business and individual needs. That's Granison Associates. Give them a call at 615-895-1040 or visit Granison Associates online at gcpas.com. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. Care is serving our patients, standing with them in times of need, and showing compassion when they're at their most vulnerable. Care is listening and delivering personalized plans from a team of specialists, providing leading edge treatments at every step. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. It's our calling. Make your next appointment at getsthealthcare.com. You're listening to MTSU Sports on WGNS. Peyton Wigington faced one batter with two on in the fourth and recorded the first vision bait strikeout against Ryan Dial. ERA now 3.68. Wigington with a one and two record coming out of the pen for the second time this weekend. Sonny Deshara from Hoover, just south of Birmingham, senior righty. 
single and a walk. Swing and a miss. Wigington won't blow it past you, but he's got a big arsenal. Opens at 87 miles an hour. Deshara, the single and walk against Ham, sends one high out towards right. Whose is it? Up comes Degishi. Got it on the sprint for the first out. In the bottom of the fifth, one away. Here comes Bryson Ware. Fielder's choice, and he flies one out to center field last time up himself. Half the hits have come from seven, eight, nine hitters for Auburn. Ware slugging 528, hitting 321. At third, fielded at the knee. A pump into the glove, and Coker fires. Guns down Ware at first, two gone. A little 5-3 put out, and here comes Brody Moore for the Eagles. I say the Eagles, War Eagles, Tigers. They have way too many mascots. 0 for 1, he did walk in the second. And coming into game three, has driven in five for the weekend. Jaden Ham had a three-up, three-down inning in the first. None by middle pitchers since cutting fastball for a strike, 0-1. First two batters, we to face out of the – sorry, the first two pitches out of the pen were cutting fastballs. This time he sends one to the outside edge and got another called strike. And he's ahead 0-2 on six-hole hitter Brody Moore, son of – Auburn legend Brandon Moore, who played in the early 90s, all SEC. Hard hit ball and foul to the right side. Brody said, I'm not wearing your number, Dad. Used to wear, I think, the 19. Now he's wearing his dad's number four. His dad hit 332 over his career, so maybe the four is good. Slaps one out towards center. Ooh, almost misjudged, and Vincent scoops underneath it, makes a nice adjustment, and it is a three-up, three-down inning. Fly ball out to center field by Moore will end the fifth, and will go to the sixth, still knotted at three. No hits, no runs for Auburn. Nobody left on without an error. You're listening to the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Las Casas Drugs is a proud sponsor of Blue Raider Athletics, located at 4702 Las Casas Pike, just minutes from Murfreesboro. Las Casas Drugs strives to provide all of your pharmaceutical needs in that hometown atmosphere you deserve. Family-owned and operated, Las Casas Drugs offers free delivery, immunizations, drive through window, gift shop, merchandise, and medication management programs. Come by and see how we can make a difference. And go Blue Raiders! Got my nachos, got my big TV, and my favorite chair. It's game time. But you know, the only thing that would make it a little better is if I could listen to my local broadcasters while watching the game. Oh, hello. You must have wished for your game to be synced with TV and radio. I sure did. Do you have a DVR? You bet. Do you have a streaming device? Yeah. Blammo. Your game is now synced. It's that easy. Oh, boy. To see if you can get synced, head to SyncMyGame.com from Learfield. SyncMyGame.com? SyncMyGame.com. The Blue Raiders play here. WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. Trace Bright 
The Auburn Game 3 starter in a seven-inning game, reminding you. Doubleheader today. No baseball played on a very cold, windy Saturday. It was 20 to 30 miles per hour all day. And Chile on top of that, not good for pitchers. And Bright allowed the three earned runs all in the fourth. There's only earned runs allowed in the season. Six hits, five innings, four Ks, two walks. Spears is going to lead off, 387 hitter from Middle Tennessee. One for two today, a run and an RBI. High in the air, back towards Dial in left field. That's the green wall side on the track, makes the grab. And Spears is retired. Nathan Sanders, walk and a walk. Scored in the fourth, driven in by Tatsunari Degishi's two RBI double. Righty to lefty, downstairs. Ball one to the Middle Tennessee lefty, who's hitting 312, but slugging 656. Ten hits, two doubles, three bombs. Fast two, three stolen bases. We'll take inside, and he's ahead 2-0. Roddy Bryce and Thomas waiting on deck. Catcher goes to the outside half. Wow, that's a good-looking pitch. The Auburn fans were not quite in agreement, but good news for the Blue Raiders. Two balls and a strike. He just took off. I thought that was 2-1. It's 3-0. Okay. It's 3-0. It was 2-0, then the miss. Scoreboard had it at 2-1. So it's a four-pitch walk for Sanders. He has walked for the third straight time. First base, number 14, Bryson Thomas. Maybe pitched around it because of the two-run homer and RBI single last game. Bryson Thomas is hitting 400, and he's coming off a single in a long at-bat last time up. I mean, he worked it hard. Righty to righty. Swing and a miss. Same way he cut. The curve when offered by Bright isn't 12-6. It starts kind of 10-30, maybe 11. And at the end, has a little bit of bend sideways. 0-1. Pitch on the way. Outside. Wyatt jumped up, looked back at first. The go-ahead run is at first. Sanders coming off a walk. Thomas trying to move him around with one out, one ball, one strike, the count at the home plate. Working third base side of the rubber, turning and firing and sliding back under the throw, chest down, is Sanders. Middle Tennessee, if they could take their first series of the season on the road, SEC opponent at Auburn, who at the time was riding a seven-game win streak going into the weekend, how big would that be? It's in sight. Hits, the pitcher turns and throws it second. Got them both. 1-6-3, 
on the double play to end the inning. You don't see that often. So Bryson Thomas grabs into a double play. No hits, no runs, nobody left on. No errors. Home half of the sixth. When we return, Auburn 7, 8, and 9. And Garrett Farquhar leads off of the Tigers when we return. We are knotted at three. And this is the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Our employees at Purity Dairy are proud to be true blue supporters of Middle Tennessee athletics and their student-athletes. At Purity Dairy, we aim to be the most trusted source of wholesome, delicious dairy products for every occasion. We never forget how fortunate we are to be invited into your home, and we earn our place by holding ourselves to the highest standards. With over 100 products available in Tennessee, Alabama, and Kentucky, visit your local retailer for Purity Milk, ice cream, and more. Hey, Blue Raider fans, this is Brad Hopkins with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Winning in real estate is a lot like football. Good coaching and recruiting a great team are the keys. I put together a team of lenders, inspectors, and home professionals to help you succeed. Let me coach you through this process and make sure you come out a winner. Whether you're looking to buy, sell, or invest, I am here to help you win. Visit bradhopkinshomes.com or call 615-556-9239 to find out more. The flagship station for Blue Raider Sports, WGNS. Peyton Wigington out of the pen, back out on the bump. One and a third scoreless, no hits. One strikeout, no walks. Hey, we need to pause here to let stations identify themselves. This is the Blue Raider Network from Weirfield. The flagship station for Blue Raider Sports. News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. The Blue Raiders play here. Righty, then a lefty for Auburn. Tied at three, bottom of the sixth. Six hits apiece. Wigington cuts it inside. He's open with that pitch several times, but missed inside against Garrett Farquhar. One for two. Ham got him to pop to second last time up. On for the strike this time, 1-1. Farquhar out of Hoover, fifth-year senior. Playing for seventh-year head coach Butch Thompson. Foul straight back. Butch Thompson will get to 200 wins. This season, he's at 192-145. Farquhar easing back in, 261 hitter, about the same leading off. Dropping, winding, dealing. Lopez down the line from second. On the hop, got him. Tough throw for a righty. Working your way towards right field. Kind of bumped just over the head of Wickington, the pitcher, and Farquhar is retired on a ground to short. Here comes Cam Hill. RBI single in the second. Last time up, he flew to left center when he led off the fourth. Pounded out towards right, coming over. That ball took a weird spin in right center. Nagishi thought it was going to go to the wall and in safely on the slide. I mean, it was low trajectory heading to right center with some good carry, and it hits the natural grass. Nagishi was still running towards the wall, and then it kind of had backspin and checked up. 
and just beating the throw from Nagishi is Cam Hill. First extra base hit of game three for Auburn. Pinch hitter, uh, I'm sorry, pinch runner is going to come on for Auburn as they'll try to definitely score in this 3-3 tie, bottom of the sixth. Mike Bellow is the pinch runner. Freshman, 6-1 from Oak Ridge, New Jersey. Jake Wyant, one for two. He popped out of the catcher in the fourth. Both teams with a three-run inning. Auburn got to theirs first in the second. Came in the fourth frame for Middle Tennessee. We're tied at three, but Auburn's threatening. Runner at second, one out. This one's supposed to go seven. We're in the bottom of the sixth. Wyatt hits 400 with runners in scoring position. Looking at 34 at-bats on his sample, has driven in 12 off nine hits. Out towards center. Backing up, Vincent. They're going to try to tag and go to third. Now a little stutter step and goes back. Wasn't the best throw. It was on the infield grass side of third. So I think Auburn wishes they would have gone here. That's the second out. Back to the top of the order. Two for three is Blake Rambush. But it's the first time he's facing the lefty Wickington today. Two hits and an RBI against Jaden Ham, the starter for Middle Tennessee. Rambish hits 400 with two outs himself. Didn't really work for White. Cutting fastball for the called strike. Wigging to try to keep it a 3-3 game and head to the seventh. Two gone, nothing in one, runner behind him at second. Some pitchers get shaken here with a runner in scoring position behind them. Can Wigington shake it off? Outside, 1-1. One, one. Pitching coach, Myers is going to come out and also bring his infield in and the catcher. Umpire needed to break it up. Pat on the chest, and the conference is over. And Wigington ready to deal and look for the third out against a tough out, Blake Rambish. Rambish in the last game went over his last three after starting with a single and a walk. Howley Fair against the lefty for the first time in the series finale. Cutting fastball was too far in at 92. I'm sorry, 82.
Cam Hill, a one-out double, is still at second with two gone for Auburn. Out of the stretch, Wigington fires. A hopper. Mabry steps in front of Lopez. Oh, he's not in time. He's safe. Where you may want Lopez to take it. His momentum and inertia is still working towards first. Maybe he had to switch directions and spend time putting his right foot down, plant, and then throw. Next one I make will be my first. So that's three for his last three for Rambush. And with two outs, the go ahead runs at third base for Auburn. Be an infield single at second base. Kaysen Howell, hit by a pitch last time up, only time on base, 0 for 2 in game three. It's lefty to righty. He's closed his stance down considerably. Pulls it at third and fouls towards the third base dugout, 0 and 1. Bottom of the sixth. Three runs apiece, now Auburn back out hitting middle, 8-6. No errors, either ball club. Wigington methodically taking his time. The 0-1's outside, 1-1. Wigington still is in relief toss, two scoreless. Two hits, no runs. Only one strikeout with his pitch count. The next one will be his 30th. It's been pretty economical. Swing and a miss. One, two. Runner just took off the throw and got him. What happened there? The pitcher had not been set. And that may be an error by the coach at first, sending him. Wow. Rambus caught stealing. They thought they were going to come home and try to squeeze in the runner from third, but the pitcher wasn't set. They're bringing the infield back, and two of the umpires are going to go review it. I don't know what's to review. He just took off when he wasn't supposed to take off. And the first base coach, he stayed put. He thought he sent him at the right time. Did he engage the rubber? Oh, that was kind of odd. Jim Toman, the Middle Tennessee head coach, has just come out. He's talking with one of his assistant coaches. I think more than likely they're going to be looking at the pitcher to see where he was. And I didn't even look like he had fully gone back up. He was on the top of the mound but hadn't engaged and wasn't even putting the ball in the glove yet. And the runner just took off. Now that was from my looking up from my pad trying to score the last pitch because the count was 1-2 with two outs. Sometimes you send, and it would have been an odd time to do it with two outs to try to 
to send the runner, knowing more than likely the catcher is not going to throw and take that gamble with a runner at third that could come in and go ahead in the 3-3 game. But the pitcher just turned around, and here comes the umpire, and he says, you're out. So that one goes Middle Tennessee's way, and a bunch of high fives from the dugout, and a good heads up by Peyton Wigington. It's not his first rodeo. That pitcher's been around the block. And we'll go to the seventh. We're not at three. This is the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Nothing is more expensive than a missed opportunity that could have changed your life. Maybe you're just graduating high school or are working and need to earn a degree to advance your career. Or you aspire to be a leader and a graduate degree can make that happen. Whether you're just starting out or retooling for the future, Middle Tennessee State University can help you get there. MTSU, the University of Opportunities. It's a new season. Get ready for more men's and women's college sports excellence. Trophies will be awarded in June to schools who take the top spot in the 2021-22 Learfield Directors' Cup. The premier award recognizes one winning institution in all competitive divisions. Follow your favorite team's progress as seasonal standings are announced at L Directors' Cup on Twitter and online at directorscup.org. The crowning achievement in college athletics. This copyrighted broadcast is an exclusive presentation of Learfield under the broadcasting rights granted by Middle Tennessee State University. Reuse of this presentation is prohibited without the expressed written consent of Middle Tennessee State University and Learfield. Announcers are provided by Learfield and approved by the university. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS. A uh, defensive change over first base for Auburn. They're going to put Luke Burke in. Cam Hill had the double in the last inning and uh, was pulled for a pinch runner who got to third but didn't score on a very unusual play with Blake Rambish caught stealing before the pitcher even got back on the rubber. Just said, hey, here's the ball. The uh, new pitcher, Blake Burkholder, he shut it down in the last inning in a Valiant come from behind by Middle Tennessee. They scored seven unanswered, lost by three. Burke Holder in the game that wrapped up, doesn't seem like that long ago, pitched the two final inning scoreless. Two strikeouts, no walks, no hits, no runs. Burke Holder is a .84 ERA, now making his seventh relief appearance. And he got the save in that last game, his third of the year. He now has 15 strikeouts, no walks, over 10 and two-thirds. That's right, 10 and two-thirds, 15 Ks, three hits, one run earned. So batters hit just .86 on him. Maybe a time warning on Burkholder. Swing and a miss. Top of the seventh, tied at three. Middle uh, scoreless since the fourth. Another strike, 0-2. The order for Middle Tennessee, 
seven, eight, nine. Galloway does have a hit. He's on deck. Struck out last time up. Benson's over two. The nine hole hit. Catcher goes to the outside. Late swing, fouled over the third base dugout. Katsunori Nagishi in the leadoff. Two RBI double last time up against the starter, Chase Bright. Trace Bright was throwing heat. Nagishi was not intimidated. Fouls one left, now he's tracking it. His eyeball's right on him. Righty to the lefty Nagishi. He's choked way up on the bat. A lot of room at the bottom. Just trying to put this in play. Way outside. Takes for the one-two count. Nagishi from Tokyo, Japan, into the box. The sophomore right fielder with a catcher down low outside edge. Check swing. Third base says no, and that's the right call. Nagishi never even really broke the back edge of the plate with his bat. And it's 2-2. Burkhalter. Into the game for the seventh. After Bright, the starter. Back up the middle, the shortstop attacks. Now the line fires and got it. More to the new first baseman, Burke. 6-3 put out. And Igishi's retired. Jay, uh, Jackson Galloway now comes up. The designated hitter in the eight hole. Singled up the middle at third, in the third. Lined into a double play was Vincent right behind him. Swing and a miss. Nobody on, one out for Middle Tennessee in a 3-3 game. Top of the seventh in what was scheduled to be a seventh. Downstairs. One of Veach to Galloway. Kansas City, Missouri native, six foot two, standing tall. Holds the bat up higher than his back right ear. Tip of the bat almost pointing down the line at third. Had to drop. In a long time getting the barrel around, and that ball was already way past him. Swing and a miss, one, two. Galloway hits 273. The game prior to this one, his first career home run. And fouls it back. Kind of on the far edge of the barrel. One more hit gives him double digits at least. Will take him to 10. Two doubles and a homer. Digging back in here is Galloway. Drags the 
Tip of the bat across the front of home plate. Eyes in against Blake Burkholder. Catcher tried to frame that back in. The crowd fell for it. The umpire did not. Foul back it up into the screen right behind home plate. Galloway gave it a nice rip. One for two in this one, one for four in the game prior. Slugs way above his average, but has struck out way more times than he has walked. But that's kind of been consistent in the order. Seven Ks, one walk. Down and away. Good take to go to a full count by Galloway. He's fighting hard. Galloway to the plate, nobody on, one out. One swing and he can break up a 3-3. He did it last game over the green monster wall and left here at Auburn. Fouls it back. He could be the man of the hour. Auburn has been held scoreless since the second. When they scored three, Middle had a three-run fourth. Neither team productive since. Auburn got a runner to third. In the bottom of the sixth, couldn't score. Pitch on the way. High, deep foul, right side. That gets out of the park. It is a series deciding game three on a Sunday afternoon at Plainsman Park. Middle Tennessee trying to get a win before heading back home. Chopper towards first on the ground. Unassisted, called off. Luke Burke takes the out. And now a pinch hitter for Luke Benson. So ground to first is the second out. Wyatt Morgan. Wyatt Morgan appeared in the last game as a pinch hitter in the six, walked, and then made way for a uh, pinch runner. Middle Tennessee scored three runs in that frame in an eventual 10-7 loss. Here's the pitch inside. Opens his stance just a tad. The blue and the white. Blue Raider cleats. Change up. Away from the lefty and off the plate. And a hitter scout. Two balls. No strikes for Morgan. Morgan, the Kansas native. Lays the barrel of the bat on his left back shoulder. 
takes for a strike, upper part of the zone is 2-1. Burkhalter's second appearance today. Tossed the final two innings of the game earlier than even the series. Auburn won 10-7. Friday night, middle won 10-8. Chopped towards second. On the outfield grass, fielded cleanly. Farquhar to Burke. Three up, three down inning, nothing out of the infield. A ground to second base will take us to the bottom of the seventh in what is slated to be the final inning scheduled. Will Auburn win it? We're tied at three, or can Middle Tennessee force extra innings on a Sunday? This is the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Will Fraley, attorney at law, has experience you can count on. Former Blue Raider baseball player and MTSU alum Will Fraley serves Murfreesboro and the surrounding communities. Put a strong and experienced legal fighter on your case. Give Will Fraley a call and he can handle all of your legal matters, including criminal and domestic or family law. Visit WillFraleyLaw.com or call 615-410-7290. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese to sour cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. JD Byers behind home plate, plays the park, Auburn, Alabama. Welcome back, everybody. Tied at three, bottom of the seventh. Jason Howell, who's hitless today, but he got hit. Hit by a pitch in the fourth, didn't score. He was hit by a pitch. Peyton Wickington came in and shut the inning down with a strikeout. Wickington stays out. Two and a third scoreless, two hits, no runs. Kay has not issued a walk. He has not issued a walk now in 24 innings pitch. 21 strikeouts, no walks. Showing bunt. The pitch was high, 1-0. He is working on Howell. Who's a... 367 hitter and hits 833 when he leads off. He'll foul that 1-1. One, one. Slugging 550. He's got a lot of extra base hits. Six doubles, a triple, and a bomb. 22 hits on the season. Spears leans out. Takes that one for a ride. Out towards center. Dillingham, who just went in defensively for Benson or statistically Morgan, who was a pinch hitter, makes the grab, and there's one away. Ryan Dial, 0 for 3, and has struck out the last two times up. He was that first Peyton Wickington, first Vision Bank strikeout victim when Wickington arrived into the game of the fourth. Wickington's been very good on his pitch count. He's at 27. Fires the cutter, got the corner, strike call. 0-1 to the lefty, Ryan Dial. Dial in the last game, 
Drove in a pair, two hits. Same pitch, same result, called strike. Ryan Dial had a two-run homer in the first inning of that seven-run first. Sorry, that three-run first Friday night for the Auburn Tigers. Tied at three, bottom of the seventh. Tried to get the punch out on three pitches. He went cutter away from a lefty. That one's called down and away. One-two is the count. With one out, nobody on for Auburn. Big Sonny DeShera is waiting. 2-2, way outside. Post-game coverage from Plainsman Park in Auburn, Alabama when this one wraps up. Scheduled to go seven, but hopefully Auburn doesn't walk it off and will play on. High, good opportunity. Third baseman, Coker, retreats. Can't make the grab, it was in the screen. There must have been some wicked winds aloft because it looked like that ball was definitely gonna drop in foul territory. I mean, if yeah, foul territory playable. And the wind's definitely helping Ryan Dial's situation for Auburn. Punched out, called strike three. How about that? Dial called out on another cutting fastball for the first Vision Bank. Strikeout, the official strikeout partner of the season. Don't strike out on your banking services. First Vision Bank, providing more power to your business. Brings up the Hoover native, Sonny DeShera. 474 hitter. Single. A walk, last time up, led the fifth. This is the only inning he has not let off. He's up with two outs, nobody on. Flew out to right field in the fifth. But this guy's bat is dangerous. 18 hits, seven doubles, five homers. And that cutting fastball from Wigington to lefty, that you have to approach carefully. It's working right at the barrel of the big fella. 263 pounder digs in. Didn't go at it. On the inside half called strike, it's 2-1. Right behind him is an 0 for 2 Bryson Ware has only reached on a fielder's choice. Maybe you pitch around this guy. That's blistered into foul territory down the line, deep left. I don't know if I hang that guy anything else. The home run leader, slugging over 1,000, has driven in 11. Only needs to drive himself in in the bottom of the seventh in a seven-inning game tied at three. I do love the walk-up music, though. Popped it. Lopez calls off everybody. The shortstop has it. The inning's over. 
That'll be high fives all around. Pop to short, no hits, no runs. Nobody left on, no errors. We play on, going to the eighth, tied at three. And Middle Tennessee will be at the top of the order. Foster Lopez will lead off when we return to Auburn. You're listening to the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Today's game is brought to you in part by proud partners of Blue Raider Athletics, Grannis & Associates, certified public accountants. They provide a full range of tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping services for both business and individual needs. That's Grannis & Associates. Give them a call at 615-895-1040 or visit Grannis & Associates online at gcpas.com. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Blue Raiders play here. News Radio WGNS. Rob Auburn. Tied at three, we head on to the eighth. New pitcher in. That could be really good news because Burke Halter is a shutdown closer. They're going to go to Swilling. Swilling tossed the final two and a third scoreless Friday night. Struck out three. Foster Lopez to lead off. Playing on to the eighth. We will not play just the seven. We're going to get a winner. Ball rolls back. Wild pitch on the first offering from Schilling. Swilling. Swilling's only tossed five and a third. One run earned, but no hits. Three walks, six strikeouts. 169 ERA. Lopez has dipped. He's below 300 now, 298, but 407 when leading off. One for three in this contest. Hits have really been at a premium, but not the walks for Lopez. He now has 11 for the year. Pounds it out, right center. That ball is going to go. Long throw from the track, he'll round, no slide, and a leadoff double. Fausto Lopez, second hit of game three, his first extra base hit of the weekend. Timely hitting, and that one for extra bases. Third extra base hit of the game. 
third double. The others are from Mason Spears in the cleanup hole and seven-hole hitter Nagishi, which drove in two back in the fourth. Double play depth without a runner at first, perhaps expecting a bunt towards first to bring Fausto Lopez to third. They just turn and try to throw in behind him at second. The shortstop Moore slipped in behind him, but not in time. 3-3, and Middle Tennessee opens with a runner in scoring position on a leadoff double by the Brooklyn, New York native, Lopez, at third. They'll take a look at second. Not a productive out by Mabry. 5-3 put out. So a ground to third base brings up Brett Coker, and he's 0 for 3. Brett Coker, can he come through right here? 230 hitter, 308 with runners in scoring position. He's driven in eight. His ninth could be a big one. Swilling, setting up a righty-to-righty matchup. Down and away, outside, ball one. Coker could get on. Spears has an RBI double today and has had a really good series. Two-run homer in the game earlier today. Started out three for three. A couple of singles on either side of the bomb, then two strikeouts. Fouled straight back, 1-1. Ball and a strike to the right-handed Coker. Third baseman tracks it downstairs in a good eye, locked in on it. He'll go ahead, two balls and a strike. Catcher slips to the inside. Pitch comes that way and it's in near the abdomen. 3-1, big time hitters count was slugging Mason Spears on deck, the catcher. We're in the top of the eighth, going past the scheduled seven innings, tied at three. Middle Tennessee just got their seventh hit. Lopez a leadoff double. Mabry grounded out, here's the pitch. Call to strike, full count. Walked him, 3-2, was way off the plate. So Coker arrives. Swilling's fourth walk allowed of the season. Out comes Tim Hudson, the pitching coach. Looking down in the Auburn bullpen. It's been bossy. 
Freshman Roddy for Brenham, Texas. Home plate umpire Brian Hell. Maybe rethinking the no sleeves. First, second, third, all wore the jacket. Home plate umpire said no. And the conference is over. They're going to leave him in, swilling to face Mason Spears. Bossy has a three ERA, but no opponent batting average if he were to come into the game. And he is a righty, as is Swilling. Swilling on the mound. Pulled it outside, ball one. He just walked Coker. Spears, if walks, would load the bases. Sanders has been up three times and walked all three. Swing and a miss. Good breaking ball by Swilling. One one, one out. Middle Tennessee with the runners first and second. Top of the eight, tied at three. We'll see who takes the weekend. Curveball never comes back in. Good effort against the righty though, but it frisbee arm side. And now the hitters count 2-1. Spears 375 hitter, 667 with runners in scoring position. Nine ribbies. Who wants to add to it? The pitch comes. Knocks it straight back foul, and it's 2-2 to him. Shortstop up at double play depth, as is the second baseman. Only one out, two on. Pitch through the left side. Bang between short and third. They're going to wave in a run and then sending him back, I think, on his own accord. Oh, the third base coach seemed to be waving him in. Was working towards home plate, looking at the fielded ball, and its base is loaded. Nice piece of hitting by Spears, his second hit of game three. So banging one out to left field brings up Nathan Sanders. 312 hitter himself and hits 556 with runners in scoring position. Catching up with Sanders. Last game, two run homer and an RBI single. And here faces a righty. He is a lefty. That cheer. And Roar you here is from the Middle Tennessee Blue Raider dugout down on the first base side. First pitch a miss, it's 1-0. Sanders was batting in the eight hole on Friday night and doubled, singled, and homered in that game. Best at the plate on the series, and there's nowhere to put him. You got a pitch to him. Right behind him is Bryson Thomas, who has a hit in this game, and he's always combustible, very strong. Hit for power guy. Carson swilling on the mound for Auburn. 
Righty to lefty. Swing and a miss. He smoked that one in at 90. Had not touched 90 in the game yet. Good time to ramp it up. Lead runner is Lopez. He led with a double. Coker at second. High and away, Spears at first. Three balls and a strike, one miss from a walked in run, and Middle Tennessee would take the lead. Tied at three, eight hits apiece. We would still play the bottom of the eight here on the road at Auburn. The pitchers in the dugout, I'm sorry, the pitchers in the bullpen beyond right field are jumping up and down. Walked in. Here comes a run, bases loaded. Walk comes in as Sanders walks for the fourth straight time in the ball game. Bryson Thomas, we're still alive. Only one out, and it's still bases loaded for the Blue Raiders. Trying to take the weekend, and it's going to be a pitching change for the Auburn Tigers. Ben Bossy, the Texan. Freshman, 6'1", 194. Trying to be the highwayman. Bossy, a three ERA, making his fifth relief appearance. He's been a part of two combined shutouts. Three innings pitched, four strikeouts, two walks. Bossy, the four strikeouts, two walks, no opponent batting average. He's not giving up a hit in his three relief appearances. One run earned. He has two wild pitches. That will not help here with bases loaded if one gets away from him. Bryson Thomas will be up just as his Blue Raiders have taken the lead with only one out. Bryson Thomas with the one out and a guy who hits for power. A sack fly could give you a two-run advantage in a very big time here in the extra innings. We're in the eighth. It was supposed to be a 9-7 doubleheader. Middle Tennessee took game one Friday night, 10-8. At one point led 10-5. Auburn made a game of it late. If you missed the first game today, Auburn jumped out to a 10-0 lead of their own. Had a seven-run first, three-run third, and that was it. Middle Tennessee's defense and pitching shut it down. The offense went to work, scored seven unanswered, but fell 10-7 to even the series. There was 25 combined hits in that one. 23 combined hits Friday night. Pitching change. We're gonna break away, give you the rest of the numbers. This is the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. At Ascension St. Thomas, Care is more than a word. Care is serving our patients, standing with them in times of need, and showing compassion when they're at their most vulnerable. Care is listening and delivering personalized plans from a team of specialists, providing leading edge treatments at every step. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. It's our calling. Make your next appointment at getsthealthcare.com. 
Today's game is brought to you in part by proud partners of Blue Raider Athletics, Grannison Associates, certified public accountants. They provide a full range of tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping services for both business and individual needs. That's Grannison Associates. Give them a call at 615-895-1040 or visit Grannison Associates online at gcpas.com. Radio WGNS, the flagship station for Blue Raider Sports. Welcome back, and the pitch to Bryson Thomas grounded at shorts. 6-4 and 3 double play. And the inning's over. But Middle Tennessee gets a run. Two hits, one run, two runners left on. There were no errors. An RBI walk. Nathan Sanders brings in the run to take the 4-3 advantage. Bottom of the eighth when we come back. The order, 5-6-7 and seven for Auburn. As Middle Tennessee tries to take the weekend with a one-run advantage late in the game, this is the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Hey, Blue Raider fans, this is Tim Page with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Are you on the fence about selling your home? Feel overwhelmed at the thought of purchasing a new home? Well, it's time to get moving. For professional, personal real estate services, give me a call today and put me to work for you. 615-896-5656, or you can reach me at ExitMurfreesboro.com. Let's go, Blue, and I'll see you at the game. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. Care is serving our patients, standing with them in times of need, and showing compassion when they're at their most vulnerable. Care is listening and delivering personalized plans from a team of specialists, providing leading-edge treatments at every step. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. It's our calling. Make your next appointment at GetSTHealthCare.com. You're listening to MTSU Sports on WGNS. Peyton Wigington is going to stay out there. The lefty's been very effective out of the pen for Middle Tennessee. He's tossed three and a third scoreless. Two hits, no runs, two strikeouts, no walks. And his defense has been very superb behind him. 38 on the pitch count, facing 11 batters so far. Bryson Ware is going to lead off. and was just noticing in the scorebook, lower half of the order and what's coming up for Auburn offensively. Middle Tennessee just took the lead. Ware is 0 for 3. Brody Moore is hitless. He walked, but over his last two at the plate. And Auburn's been held scoreless since the second. Down to the dirt, ball one. Here at Farquhar is over his last two since a single. And that second really is an inning. I think Middle's done a really good job at just flushing and putting behind him. There's a hard swing and a miss. 1-1. Middle Tennessee leading 4-3 in the bottom of the eighth. Needing three outs to take the series on the road at Auburn. The toss down Broadway, cutting fastball. The ball to two strikes, Wigington works back ahead of the righty. Bryson Ware though is still a 315 hitter that hits 571 when leading off and over 500 slugging. At third, but it's fouled. Left of the bag on the ground. Ray, Ray, 
Bryson Ware, after the fielder's choice in the second, has flown out to center and grounded to third. He leads off here in the eighth and screams that foul. Top row, first base side. And no patrons on that side of the grandstands. Out of the windup, Wakington delivers. Didn't get the punch out. Spears, excellent job trying to frame that back in on the edge, and it's 2-2. Where from Madison, Mississippi at the plate here for Auburn. The kick. Out towards center. Coming over in time. Almost overran it. Nice stop. Dillingham still in defensively in center field for the first out. And now Middle Tennessee. Two outs from a win. And the weekend series. Rubber match. Late Sunday afternoon. No more shadows under the lights. Approaching nightfall on the plains. Moore over his last two. He flew out both times, last time up to center field after walking and scoring in the second. He's going to put that one through the left side, ripped it between short and third, and the tying runs aboard. Single number nine for Auburn. And it looks like a pinch hitter is going to be in for Garrett Farquhar. Brooks Carlson. Mobile, Alabama native. is the pinch hitter in the eighth. Fastball cuts at him and not able to get the strike call as Wigington. Pretty good first offering in this sequence, 1-0. He is opened with that against almost every batter right or left-handed. Runner at first, one out for Auburn. Middle Tennessee though with the lead. That's cut and foul just over the first base dugout. Brooks Carlson transfers in from Sanford from Mobile. Sanford coach gets the head coaching job at UAB, and a couple of guys come, including Deshara, the big DH, swing and a miss, 1-2. Cam Hill. Not sure will be up either. He is coming off a double, though. Doesn't look like him on deck for Auburn. Yeah, it's the new first baseman, Burke, who has not had an at-bat in the series. Foul to the left, still 1-2 to Carlson. Garrett Farquhar, who gets lifted here in the extra inning, the second baseman, put it in play every time. Single, pop, and a ground to short. Outfield plays him straight away. Infield back, runner on, one out, fouled again. He is really making good contact against Wigington. Wigington's pitch count just hit 50. 
He came out of the pen to get the last out of the fourth and is still into the eighth with a runner on, one gone for the Tigers. He's now tossed three and two-thirds scoreless, allowing three hits high. Upstairs, 2-2 now the count. Middle Tennessee pull it off in the eighth after walking in the go-ahead run in the eighth. It was a leadoff double by Lopez. He got moved around. Bases got loaded with a walk and a Mason Spears single. Pulled foul left side by Carlson. Then Nathan Sanders, who's been so good with the bat in games one and two. Game three went walk, walk, four-pitch walk, RBI walk. That's where we are, a one-run lead for Middle Tennessee. Auburn at the plate. Two balls, two strikes. Wigington out of the stretch. Toe on the first base side of the rubber. Tip foul, not able to catch it though. Came off the headgear of Spears. Grabbed that one and the at-bat is over. Looking up into the sky, Wigington now set, fires, fouled straight back. Pretty big moment all around. Not just for Wigington, but the defense. If he puts it in play, he got a runner at first. Middle Tennessee not necessarily convinced they need a double play. The second and shortstop are playing back normal position. Here's the kick. Slider underneath and it's a full count. Oh my goodness. Carlson for the weekend was just batting 250. Two for eight, two runs with one RBI but a 400 on base percentage. He has struck out three times. Now coming to the plate, runner takes off on a hit and run, foul territory. First baseman comes over. He is not able to make the grab. Just beyond the reach of Bryson Thomas. That would have been huge. Made the hustle, try to track it down, angling towards the right field foul pole. So Brody Moore, the base runner, a one-out single. Took one through the left side, goes back to first. Wigington set at the waist. Swing and a miss and a big strikeout. Fans, Carlson in the eight, out number two. Took him right at the knee and smoked it in. What a time for Wigington's third strikeout of the game. One out from taking the series on the road from Auburn. A team 13 and three and coming into the weekend was riding a seven game win streak and coming into this game, put seven guys in the order batting 300 or better. Last week out on the road, it was falling in a sweep to South Alabama. 
A called strike. This time he opens with that cutter again and puts it in there with some late sink and the 0-1 count. Next weekend, Ole Miss will be in here taking on Auburn. Next weekend, Middle Tennessee finally back at home for three. Old Dominion swing and a miss. Austin P in a midweek. The next five straight at home finally for Middle Tennessee. Only one home game so far in the season. Trying to get to 6-10. and ten. This would be a lot of momentum and a confidence booster for the Blue Raiders. Stand by for postgame coverage. Wakington looks at first. Chop to the infield. Coker. Got him! Game over. 5-3 put out. Cam Hill will ground out to third. One hit, no runs. One left on, no errors. We went to extra innings. It was scheduled for eight. Correction seven, we go to eight. And Middle Tennessee picks up win number six. We'll have the stats, the winning pitchers, all the highlights from the plate when we come back. This one's in the books and the rubber match goes to the guys in the royal blue out of Murfreesboro. Congratulations, Middle Tennessee. You're listening to the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Hey, Blue Raider fans, this is Brad Hopkins with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Winning in real estate is a lot like football. Good coaching and recruiting a great team are the keys. I put together a team of lenders, inspectors, and home professionals to help you succeed. Let me coach you through this process and make sure you come out a winner. Whether you're looking to buy, sell, or invest, I am here to help you win. Visit bradhopkinshomes.com or call 615-556-9239 to find out more. Middle Tennessee Electric proudly supports the MTSU Blue Raiders. And we're proud to power the school board lights at Reese Smith Jr. Field. When it comes to the electric service in the community, you can always trust MTE to do what's best for our members. We serve by providing affordable, reliable, safe electricity and outstanding member service. Here at MTE, we serve to make life better for our members and their communities. Visit www.mtemc.com to learn more. And that scoreboard, light it up, Blue Raiders. The Murfreesboro Post is Rutherford County's sports leader. No one covers high school sports like the Post. Now you can receive the Murfreesboro Post delivered by mail each week to your home for only $20 a year. Sign up at MurfreesboroPost.com and click subscribe and we will get your delivery of the Murfreesboro Post started. That's MurfreesboroPost.com for delivery of the Murfreesboro Post. What do you think of when you hear community, integrity, commitment, tradition, and partners? The folks at Sodexo know it's family, friends, neighbors, and coworkers. The people we live with, work with, share our world with, and the fans we love to serve. Sodexo is community. It's a community of more than 200 employees and nonprofit volunteers and the thousands of fans we serve at MTSU. Sodexo is a community of people who are committed to enhancing your game day experience. Sodexo, proud server of your game day concession needs and proud to serve the Blue Raiders. Our employees at Purity Dairy are proud to be true blue supporters of Middle Tennessee athletics and their student-athletes. At Purity Dairy, we aim to be the most trusted source of wholesome, delicious dairy products for every occasion. We never forget how fortunate we are to be invited into your home, and we earn our place by holding ourselves to the highest standards. With over 100 products available in Tennessee, Alabama, and Kentucky, visit your local retailer for Purity Milk, ice cream, and more. 
Las Casas Drugs is a proud sponsor of Blue Raider Athletics, located at 4702 Las Casas Pike, just minutes from Murfreesboro. Las Casas Drugs strives to provide all of your pharmaceutical needs in that hometown atmosphere you deserve. Family-owned and operated, Las Casas Drugs offers free delivery, immunizations, drive through window, gift shop, merchandise, and medication management programs. Come by and see how we can make a difference. And go Blue Raiders! This has been Blue Raider Baseball on the Blue Raider Sports Network. Today's game was presented by Lewis Bakeries, bakers of Bunny, Sunbeam, Healthy Life, and Lewis Bake Shop Reds. And Ascension St. Thomas, official hospital partner of MTSU. Let's go back to the stadium. J.D. Byers and Plainsman Park, Auburn, Alabama. Two hours and 39 minutes. It did go eight innings instead of the seven. Four, three, Middle Tennessee wins it. Eight hits. Auburn, the nine hits, three runs. But Auburn, all zeros put up uh, thanks to Peyton Wigington and the Middle Tennessee defense between four, five, six, seven, and eight. And a very good win, including the series. The win will go to Peyton Wigington. He comes out of the pen after Jaden Ham. Yeah, he gave up the three runs in the inning in the third. I'm sorry, the second. But, uh, you know, six hits, three runs in his first start, three and two-thirds, kept it manageable. Uh, two strikeouts, two walks for him on 70 pitches, faced 20 batters. Peyton Wigington comes in and needed to get the final out in the fourth with runners on and gets the strikeout of Ryan Dial. So the final numbers on Peyton Wigington, four and a third, three hits, no runs, scoreless to close it out, three strikeouts and no walks. Faced 15 batters, and he had the final 60 pitches today. The loss, as we mentioned, goes on Swilling. He was the... Third pitcher, second out of the pen. Trace Bright started, did not get the quality start. Goes six innings, six hits, three runs, all earned, three walks, four strikeouts. Blake Burkhalter, second straight game on the same day to come out of the pen. And, again, he tosses uh, a scoreless appearance, one inning, no hits, no runs. Did not get a strikeout in this one. Carson Swilling, a third of an inning, but gave up a run earned off two hits, two walks. Ben Bossy, two-thirds of an inning, and uh, no hits, no runs. No strikeouts, only faced one batter, only had to toss, in fact, just the one pitch. Here's how the scoring went inning by inning. Auburn, uh, after a scoreless first, puts up three in the bottom of the second. Auburn, after that uh, big scoring barrage in the first inning of the first game, scoring seven and jumping out 10 nothing in the first game, only to give up seven, would go right back to work in the second and pound out five hits and just kept replacing bases loaded until finally it was Middle Tennessee able to get out of the inning. Middle Tennessee and Auburn put up a scoreless third, and then Middle Tennessee scores or ties the game at three in the fourth. Kind of replaying that inning for you. It was J.T. Mabry in the two-hole leading off with a single, fly to right by Coker. But then Mason Spears, who's had one heck of a series, RBI double to right center, a walk by Sanders, and then Thomas loads the bases out the center field when – Tatsunori Nagishi comes up and a two-RBI double to left center. That would tie the game. Finally, in the eighth, going to extras, it was scheduled for seven. Top of that frame, it was a leadoff double by Fausto Lopez, his second hit of game three. The ground to third by Mabry, but then a walk by Coker, so some life. Mason Spears comes up, loads the bases on a single to left. Lopez was about to round third. They put on the brakes, and here's what happened. Nathan Sanders, who's had... Like ultimately almost a cycle in one game and just a whale of a series with the bat. 
Today got respected. They pitched around him a lot. However, with bases loaded, it's hard to do because Sanders in game three went walk, walk, four-pitch walk in the sixth, and then walked again in the eighth and walked in. The winning run gets credit for the RBI and the 4-3 advantage. Bryson Thomas would ground into the double play in the eighth, and then Peyton Wigington reemerges in the home half of the eighth and shuts it down, and Middle Tennessee wins the game 4-3. to three. Quickly, the Auburn highlights. You really only look at the leadoff. Blake Rambush had a whale of a game for the Tigers. He goes three for four and an RBI. Uh, Cam Hill down there, the first baseman, two for three in an RBI. He gets lifted for a series of pinch hitters and pinch runners. And, uh, you know, that's that's the way it is. This Middle Tennessee gets to go all the way back, and it's going to be a really nice bus drive of about five and a half hours back to Murfreesboro, plus the luxury of the next, I may have said earlier, five, the next four at home. Austin P in a midweek, Old Dominion for the weekend, and we'll set more of that schedule coming up as our postgame Report from Auburn, Alabama continues. Middle Tennessee takes game three and the series by a final of four to three. This is the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese to sour cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi, and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Today's game is brought to you in part by proud partners of Blue Raider Athletics, Granison Associates, certified public accountants. They provide a full range of tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping services for both business and individual needs. That's Granison Associates. Give them a call at 615-895-1040 or visit Granison Associates online at gcpas.com. Nothing is more expensive than a missed opportunity that could have changed your life. Maybe you're just graduating high school, or are working and need to earn a degree to advance your career. Or you aspire to be a leader, and a graduate degree can make that happen. Whether you're just starting out or retooling for the future, Middle Tennessee State University can help you get there. MTSU, the University of Opportunities. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. Care is serving our patients, standing with them in times of need, and showing compassion when they're at their most vulnerable. Care is listening and delivering personalized plans from a team of specialists, providing leading-edge treatments at every step. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. It's our calling. Make your next appointment at GetSTHealthCare.com. Any way you slice it, your game day won't be complete without soft, delicious bunny bread and bunny buns, an official corporate partner of Blue Raider Athletics. Whether you're watching with friends, cheering in the stands, or tuning in at home, count on Bunny to help strike out hunger and give you energy. So pick up some bunny buns and bunny bread today. It's sure to be a home run. That's what I said. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, 
put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. The Blue Raiders play here. WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. Welcome back as our postgame coverage continues from Plainsman Park in Auburn, Alabama. Winners of game three in the series. Congratulations to Middle Tennessee, 4-3 the final. Runs not quite as <laughs> abundant as games one and two. Middle Tennessee won Friday night 10-8, lost 10-7 earlier today. There was no baseball played on Saturday. So you just heard the stats. Some other notables here is a guy who's started all 87 games of his three-year career. Fausto Lopez is now extended to a nine-game on base streak and has reached base in 15 of 16 games now played this season. Uh, also, Mabry, who batted right behind him in the order, five-game hit streak. And Bryson Thomas extends to a five-game hit streak as well. Bryson Thomas, after striking out the second, had a single in the fourth. So congratulations to him as well. Uh, Vitato. Did not play game three, reached in five of six games in his first collegiate season. He has a really good season as well, so congratulations. It's been a good day all around. Looking ahead on the broadcast schedule, the uh, next game's up. We just mentioned the first pitch time in Murfreesboro against the Governors of Austin P on the Ides of March. Mark it down for a 6 o'clock first pitch, March 15th. Then over the weekend, the 18th, 19th, and 20th, Old Dominion comes in, 6 o'clock first pitch on a Friday night. 3 p.m. on the Saturday and rounding out the three-game set on Sunday starting at 11 o'clock. After that, the next five will be on the road. No strangers to the road is Jim Toman and his Blue Raiders this season. The return trip to Austin P. three at UAB, and then to round out the month of March. A lot of games being played will be Tennessee Tech, 5 o'clock on the 29th. The home series, Western Kentucky, comes in to start April, including a trip from Memphis, a 4 o'clock midweek first pitch in that one. So a lot of exciting baseball and hopefully a lot of confidence and momentum comes from this one as Middle Tennessee is now 6-10 and 10 on the season. That will round out this broadcast. Thanks for letting me fill in. J.D. Byers behind the plate signing off from Plainsland Park in Auburn, Alabama. Middle Tennessee, winners of Game 3 and the series. You've been listening to a production of Blue Raider Network from Learfield. This has been Blue Raider Baseball. Today's game was presented by Lewis Bakeries, bakers of Bunny, Sunbeam, Healthy Life, and Lewis Bake Shop Breads. And Ascension St. Thomas, official hospital partner of MTSU. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation of the Blue Raider Network.